Hey, Drew, uh, real quick. Um, on that list of giveaway things, do you already have me listed on there? Because um, you better. No, you are not on here. Oh, throw me down for a pack of seeds or two. Okay. You want one or two? Uh, whatever's needed. Uh, well, we already got 13. I mean, you know, it's your choice on what you want to give. Uh, 311's <laughs> given four. Johnny's given two. I'm given one. Most people are only given one. Opie's given a pack of grow bags. And there's probably, like he said, 10 in the pack. But uh, Prophet said he thinks there's only six. Uh, and then two trimmers, you know. So the trimmers are going to be one giveaway. The bags are going to be another. And then we got okay. one, three, seven, eight, nine, uh, ten packs of seeds so far. So it's your choice on how many you want to give. Um, I'll throw another uh, couple of five packs on there. Okay. All right. Hike two. That means we're up to 15 giveaways now. What were you showing us earlier? What were you showing us earlier, uh, Indica? You you put something up. <laughs> on the screen, uh, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good morning, everybody. Um, yeah, no, I just wanted. I've been. I haven't had a chance. I've been so fucking busy. But uh, no, I just wanted to thank uh, hype man. Thank you, brother. Fucking pump. Finally, we got him in this week. So a little mail call. So yeah, man, I'm fucking pumped. We're gonna get these started probably, hopefully, in a couple months. So yeah, once uh once I get outdoors kicked off, I'm gonna kind of I don't know, kind of pull back a little bit here since I'll be so busy outdoors, and that's when I'd like to try to pop some of caribou's and pop some of these. So yeah, I'm fucking pumped. Thanks, hype man. Thanks for looking out, and saving the pack for me, brothers. Thank you, man. <coughs> Indica, man, we haven't seen you in a long time. You've been busier now. Dude, I'm going through a lot of shit, man. I've been pretty busy. Uh, I don't want to get into it, man, since we're live, too. But, you know, I think my uh, my old lady's walking out on me and shit, man. So uh, it's just going through a ton oh, of shit. Man, that's uh, terrible. So I'm sorry. Working gardens, man. Um, yeah, you know, uh, like I said, man, I'm addicted to this, man. I uh, I live and breathe this shit, and you know, I'm sure, a lot of it's my my problems, but uh, it is what it is, you know. So, yeah, yeah I got you back, brother. No, absolutely, man. So yeah, I just want to have a good show with you guys, and uh, yeah, smoke some fucking weed, and hell yeah. So yeah, good morning, everybody. So yeah, good morning, y'all. Uh, what a great crew we got showing up this morning. I haven't turned on my YouTube yet, but uh, welcome everybody. Yeah, and I uh, just point out we got Blaze Nation kicking in uh, with us today. Uh, Mark, how the hell are you doing, brother? Haven't seen you in a minute. Yeah, I was dead for a while and then still dead, I think. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, just waiting on my plans, man. Yeah, yeah I hear that. I hear that. What you dabbing on, brother? Um, dabbing on some face mints and I have a nug of. Lime OG. Ooh. Mark Brennan. That looks nice and pretty. Yeah. And you look pretty good for a dead guy, dude. I'm pretty high, man. I don't know what the hell's going on. I can't find my glasses. I can't see shit. 
That's okay. It's going to make for good TV. You'll be kind of like uh, the Asian version of Gandalf, just kind of looking around, searching, squinting, what the hell's going on. So, let's, play, let's play a game, Blazing. Is this a Toblerone or a Poopy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to have another one of those Gandalf situations popping off over here. Got my Gandalf pipe, kind of. Right on. There it starts. There it starts. So, Fluffy, moving outside, are you? Oh, that's just for my veggie garden. Uh, and we're going to throw, throw a couple autumns out there this year. See what happens. That should be fun. What all are you growing for veggies? Uh, man, I got everything. About everything. Yeah, I've got like uh, six different varieties of tomatoes. Uh, I got four or five different varieties of just regular peppers, all kinds of hot peppers, like super hot peppers, you know, your ghost, uh, your uh, Carolina Reapers, all that good stuff. And then uh, I think next week I'm going to get all like my broccoli and all that good stuff out there. You know, all the good leafy greens and stuff that likes cold weather. It's going to go out next week, I think. Or and then, then about mid-season, I think I'm going to try to throw a couple of hype autos out there and see what happens. How about it's yourself? Uh, I seen uh, you got one posted up there. Me? Yeah, they're uh, just just popping up. Actually, I got corn just starting to sprout, and carrots, bell peppers. We got bell peppers, hot peppers, all the way from burn your mouth, your butt, and the dog to just, you know, a little tickle. But I'm trying to make some uh, more chocolate bootla seeds to give to all you guys and send you all some pods so we can all eat the fucking pain on, on air for everybody. Looking at you, Prophet. Eat the pain. Yeah, for I forgot towards the end of the season, I was going to be sending, you know, anybody, anybody up here who wanted some, some of the reapers that I grow too. So, uh, yeah, we, we can have a, <laughs> so we can get that going. We can have all kinds of fun at the end of the season. So, so do we do a, so do a video of us taking it and then, you know, we'll show a photo of the after effects of it. Basically, you know, don't buy the blood. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. hey, you know like those reaction videos that everybody likes to post you know like your first time reaction we need like a toilet reaction for the first time after you eat one of the peppers just what it looks like when you're trying to push that thing that ain't no good I, I imagine the toilet would look like you ever seen that movie train spotting and it's the worst toilet in the yeah. world that he has to go into and he dives in I imagine it's going to look a lot like that you know boof life Boof life. Now, is it, am I supposed to boof and poop or poop the boof? Like, that's the part. I mean, I'm getting a little confused on those two. Just poop oh. the peppers. Just straight up uh, mince and dice the peppers and just boof what comes out of that and just see what happens. Uh, you, you're not going to have to worry about gastrointestinal worms after that. I'm going to fucking napalm those cocksuckers out of there. <laughs> 
They have killed everything. He has no diseases whatsoever, but it totally destroyed his blood, white blood count too, as well. Yeah, yeah, and his bum is sore. Mountain Dew helps. It's from all the wiping, I swear. Is that what that's for, Sam? Is to ease the burn away a little bit? It's like a little bit of flushing action. It's, oh, it's so nice and cool. It's like one of those. What, what's that? Uh, what, what are those fucking toilets called? It's like jet the water up your ass crack. It could be like a bidet. A bottle of Mountain Dew. Sam. It's a bidet, man. Bidet, bidet. Hey, it's a bidet. I got, I got Mountain Dew bidet. What was that? I got arthritis from wiping. You got that's a lot of wiping, wiping, dude. Did I just hear that? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of wiping, man. You know, you it's like stuck and shit. What about dickleberries? You have some like OCD about how good <laughs> You got to call in like the, the Enterprise to get them Klingons over by Uranus. Uranus, you know what I'm saying? Wow, profit. Bad jokes, really? That early? You're going to throw out those bad jokes like that? <laughs> yeah, that's my job. So I want to welcome uh, Bergie to the show. He uh, just jumped in here with us. Uh, he's a good pal of 311 and uh, Johnny. And I was just looking. It looks like he was trying to show us some plants. So Bergie, brother, how are you doing, man? Maybe he doesn't want to talk. Hit the mic button, Donnie. Shut the fuck up, White. <laughs> Fucking, I know what to do. Just a little slow this morning. This morning or every morning? Just today. Good morning, Bergie. What are you showing us there, buddy? The caribou room. Ah. Can I Beautiful. get a woo woo? Hell yeah, man. That's looking fire in there. They're starting to bud pretty decently. Beautiful work, brother. Beautiful work, man. Yeah, excited as hell to see what goes on there. This is uh, exciting times. And I believe, uh, if I am correct, Johnny, that's all um, the number seven pheno from the White Widow Afghani F2s and the Meathead Crosses. Yeah, we ended up with only three of the, the number sevens, and then the rest is Meatheads. Well, in my opinion, um, the meatheads will probably be the more interesting stuff there anyways, is uh, the guy that put A and B together. Super exciting stuff. Uh, really yeah, excited. right. I'm over here cleaning up. That was too long of a quietness. What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing today? So wait, where's the where's your PO, dude? I don't know. He said he's coming this morning. So oh yeah, I thought Girl. he showed up. You Getting nice and clean, cleaned up for him. I, I, I'm running through the chats. We got you know Spartan Pain and ladies yeah. in there. I just want Aaron Albert is in there. Mr. Rods, Lobster. I didn't even see you. What's up, man? Robert. And uh, that's as far as I've dug through so far. But Arthur's in there. Okay. The neutral preserve. Colin Bridge. Uh, what's up? Yeah, I'm trying to 
trying to catch up, but there's just a feed going on. Everybody's just yeah, rambling man. with a bunch of chatterboxes. Yeah, there's 18 people in chat. Hey, guys, if you can, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, if you can, go hit that like button and subscribe if you haven't. Um, I only see six or seven likes, and I see 18 people in chat. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. I am a complete asshole because I won't like the video until after. I gotta judge it after I see it, man. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> no, really, I just forget because I go right into the thing to the live chat, and then when I skip out, I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably give me give us a like, you know. What are we, we were like we were we like a week after they they bared, you know. I'll try to I'll remember I'll come across like the channel and I'll be like, oh shit, I gotta like all those. Yeah. <laughs> What are we all smoking on this morning, man? I'm smoking uh, on our on our last panel's uh, favorite uh, blueberry headband, man. My favorite. Hell yeah! I'm fucking nice. Like, I'm like, I'm <laughs> Do you have some time? I had that. I'm with you yeah, guys. Dude, I like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure. You know what I'm saying, man? I got the the compression hat on. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Cannabuzz compression hat on, man. Shout out to Cannabuzz. Absolutely, you know. So I think I'm safe, man. This morning. Uh, well, your head ain't that more of a rosin press. If, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come out of his ears. Just... Yeah. My yeah, dad man, was asking I... me how I kept my my only brain cell. I said because there's enough there's a layer of bong resin that's like coated it so that it's it's not going anywhere. Safe for life, man. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. stuck to the side of the head where it can't get rattled around. It's good. Yeah. One brain cell. It's like that one spot in your bong that never gets clean. Yeah. I got a few. <laughs> Hey, speaking of cleaning bongs, Prophet, I had a question for you. I got that uh, titanium uh, tip. Do I clean that the same way as I would the glass? I mean, you guys just stick the thing in the alcohol and I'll take a pipe cleaner and just kind of, you know, right. jam it in there until, you know, she's good and clean. I was just, just wondering. I didn't want to fuck it up before I... You know, I found the titaniums to be better than the... Uh, the hell is that other... The glass one there. Um... It's not glass, so. Uh, what was it? Pyrex. No. no, it's not Pyrex. I don't think it's something else. Ceramic. Maybe that's it. Nah, it's a glass. Blaze it, you know, he's the dab king. Yeah, you had a dab. What's the glass tip that would go at the end instead of using a titanium one? What would it be? Quartz. Quartz. Quartz dab tip. Those tend to crack after being heated and. Cooled and heated and cooled and heated and cooled. So I find it. I found the titanium one lasts a little longer. You can kind of, you know, clean it up and abuse it more. You don't have to worry about it breaking on you as well. I think where you have the big divide is people just don't like the taste of titanium chips. They, they say they can taste. Yeah. I guess I was a vapor for so long, you know, uh, that I don't think I I've ever noticed the taste come off of titanium or anything else. It doesn't bother me, but. I also, I don't think I've never used a real quartz banger either, so I... Well, I mean, there might be a little taste transfer. That's like somebody that uses a metal bowl as opposed to somebody uses a glass bowl. But, I mean, Jesus, we've all grown up smoking out of metal bowls for the most part, right? I mean... It, yeah, it, I just it, yeah. it nail up until the whole thing's fucking hot, you know what I'm saying? Just let it burn all off, then pipe clean it that way. I don't even use solvent on it. But, I mean, if it, you're using it for a concentrate, so it, it's got to be burned away pretty clean, you know, like if you're doing it right at the right temperature, I imagine. 
Yeah, Martin, just, it, you can clean them the way you clean them. I think last time I cleaned mine, I just heated my tip up and just blew it out, you know, just heated it up getting hot, got that out. But then it left kind of like a real nasty, you know, burnt taste in there for like the first hit after. So I just went to cleaning them out with a tip, you know, with a with a pipe cleaner instead. I just don't want to, I don't like that burnt taste. See how it's burned at the tip here? This is ceramic and it gets burned like this, but you just gotta put in uh, alcohol and it'll clean just it. Tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. That's right. Just hey, you, guys, you guys know what the dude with the said to the prostitute? What's yours? He said, What about the tip? What prostitute? Just a tip. My mom is a very nice lady. She is a night walker. You will not use the term prostitute. I am very insulted by that. Escort. I like hey, walker. She ain't paid that well, guy. I ain't got to call her an escort. I'm not going to lie. Escort's a fancy hookup. No, I just hope that there's not one person who, like, comes to this show for the jokes. Because... About the time, you know, the punchline comes out, everybody starts talking. Nobody gets to actually hear the punchline and fucking joke. So. I think we're really good at murdering jokes around here. Great. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. I got one. So the nurse is walking down the, uh, the hallway in the hospital, and uh, she walks up to the doctor, and she says, Doctor, what are you doing with that rectal thermometer shoved behind your ear? And he pulled it out and he said, Nah, Jesus, some asshole's got my pen. Parampa. That's a good one. That's a good one. Hey, how did how did your guys' visit, you and Caribou's visit, go yesterday? Oh my goodness. Did you see what he brought over? Wow. I got so was- fucking high. <laughs> oh, and and you left the roach here. I just found it, man. It's so this is about a, over an inch long. Wow! Smoke it. Well, I don't save my roaches, I, and, but uh, yeah, that was a good fucking joint. We're mowing, mo, yeah, mowing, rolling moon rock joints there. Where I took like was it? I think hurricane, <laughs> some Charlotte's Web, and some Violator. Rolled that up into a fatty. Coated the paper with some peanut butter breath uh, butter. And then I dipped that in a bunch of key from the Budbuster and uh, fuck me, got good and high off that. And then I rolled up another one uh, um, last night. Fuck, it was awesome. So, so at some point in time early this year, I tried finding the Friday movies on like Netflix and every other streaming service. I couldn't fucking find any of them. Now they're on Netflix. And I'm like, God damn. So we had to watch Friday last night. And so I had to roll up a big fat freaking moon rock joint the size of my thumb to go with that. And uh, I fell asleep before the end. Hey, everybody. Over here taking a shit. When we were down to about two inches on that, uh, on that, uh, it was just all, it was all uh, oil. It was just, (laughs) it was incredible. Yeah. It was a great visit. Good to see you, buddy. 
Good and thanks you. for the tour of your room. Um, yeah, I, I took a bunch good. of pictures, but it's not my place to be posting them up. Uh, there, but uh, I got to tell you guys, uh, fuck me. So, yeah, the, Rick, you can garden like hell, man. I can't wait to, um, the, you know, like we have Squishy Bob. He's saying all the time how he wants to get his grow game up to your level. And I think we all do, but it's like when you see what you got and you see what I got, it's like, fuck me. I've got a long ways to go. Uh, believe me, I still, you know, I'm, I showed you the errors of my ways uh, this time. And uh, so I'm, I'm always looking to improve, but uh, I am going to be offering, inviting a uh, private viewing uh, next Sunday, next Sunday morning. I'll be turning the lights on a little early, probably about 5.45 if that works into your schedule, uh, Caribou. And uh, we'll, we'll make the tour and... Um, show you the errors of my ways at that time but uh yeah yeah and when so, rick well i just like ahead. to point out to everybody watching when rick talks about errors of his ways that's still better than anything i've ever pulled off so like let's this guy's got high standards let's just say that uh well i'll let i'll let everybody to be the judge of that but um yeah so and if, if, if there's a reason for my, you know, discretion, it's only be, it's be, I have a license, I have a medical license and uh, I just don't want to promote too much uh, what you can do, what you can do with a plant. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm there to maximize my license, my plant count. And uh, um, I'll just leave it at that. Hey Rick. But I was- Makes I was sense to me, man. You, oh, yeah. you want I to put say myself and, and, uh, and, uh, I have to tell you that, you know, I 35 years and, uh, that was long before there was any medical license. So obviously I, I was doing things, uh, you know, illegally, but, uh, I did pay my dues. Anybody watching, I did pay my dues, my debt to society. And now I'm a legal, legitimate medical grower. And, um, yeah. You think you owed a debt to society over some cannabis? Ever? Did I pay my debt to society? No, no. Do you really actually think realistically you should have even served? Yeah. Do you think you even should have had to pay your dues to society over cannabis in any way? Well, I was great. Okay. That's a philosophical question. I mean, the, yes. the bottom line is I, I was breaking the law, uh, but uh, as I'm sure everybody in the panel in the chat agree, uh, it, this plant should not be illegal, period. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's- Only thing illegal is what's good for you. <laughs> that's, that's how, it, if it's good for you, it's illegal. Raw milk, oh, it's good. It's, it's fucking great for you. It's illegal. Bring cannabis, it's good for you. It's illegal. Yard weeds, you get fined for having them, but most of them are medicinal plants. Dude, they want you to rip out, like, over here so they have a nice yard. You got to rip out all the natural growing plants and weeds, and then you got to put in, you know, decorative shit and whatnot, landscaping setups, and then use chemicals in the yards. I don't do any of that. I got weeds growing in corners coming out of my house. You know, I, I probably got the shabbier house in the yard, but I'm willing to bet my the shit coming out of my ground is so much cleaner than, like, half my neighbors because it's nothing but, like, you know, chemicals and 
they're not they're not any beneficial plants whatsoever. They're plants that have been that have been put there. So I do a lot of leaving of like natural growing shit that grows in my yard. You know, I dig it, but I I don't think they're weeds anymore. I used to look at them like they were a pain in the ass, but now I'm just like that is such a cool looking leaf structure. You know, like when you look at a plant now after growing for a while, you don't even look at it like in any other way than like structures and what it does. No, that's just me personally. I get pretty in depth when I'm looking at a tree. <laughs> when I'm out and about in the bush, if I see certain plant species that are from kind of the area but not in my yard, I'll fucking dig them up and bring them home. And I give no fucks about what anybody has to say. Uh, a good example is gooseberry bushes. Uh, I, nice. I've got a childhood memory of the place we grew up. We had this great big gooseberry bush at the corner of the house. Used to go and eat those as a kid all the time. Um, you said that I had never seen them growing wild. Well, now that I work in the caribou region of BC, out in the bush quite frequently, you find them wild all the time. So if you see one, fucking right, I'll dig it up and I'll bring it home. It's not an invasive species or anything like that. That shit grows naturally all over BC. Why not have a yard full of beneficial plants where you can have food sources off? That's another one. Decorative uh, flowers and stuff. They look great. They're pretty. But what the fuck? They're, they're really kind of useless. Unless you're talking about maybe uh, helping the bee population and all that stuff. But you could easily take like peas, carrots, uh, tomatoes, potatoes, you name it. Plant that stuff around your yard and all sorts of other wild stuff. Mullen. Uh, a bunch of people know I'm a huge fan of mullen. Um, if, you, if you were to Google it, you, you, you probably don't know what mullen is to hear me talk about I do. it. But you Google it and you're going to be like, oh shit, I've, I've seen that all over the place. It's well, in my yard. It's an it works as a bronchodilator to help get rid of your stoner's cough. It's got antipathogenic uh, quality or properties, so that um, like if you say you go to like a, a cannabis cup or whatever, where you're smoking or sharing joints with like a couple hundred people or whatever, throw a bit of mullen in there, and it'll kill off some of that pathogenic uh, shit to help keep you a little bit uh, from keep you from getting sick. I guess uh, that, that you, you turn it into a tea too, caribou, and it clears you up, but. Like, they say when you take it, so, like, if you got a lot of, probably like me right now with my allergies, but, or, like, building up my mucus or whatever, if you take that, it dries you out. If you have the flu, it, it like, dries you out, but it dries you out pretty bad, so they recommend, you know, drinking a lot of water after taking the tea, but, yeah, that shit's amazing. It's known as cowboy toilet paper or Indian toilet paper. It's so soft, like, yeah, I had it. I had one in my in my yard that was, like, this tall. And, like, I kept avoiding cutting it. Like, I was mowing my lawn and just let the fucking thing grow in the middle of my yard. Like, a plant was supposed to. But people are like, why haven't you cut that down? Especially my um, Portuguese friends because they're, like, wicked obsessive about yards, right? I'm like, oh, that plant's got more value than you do. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, man. I can do more with that plant than I can do with you. Yeah, and well, another cool thing, like, because typically I'll just uh, grind up the leaves uh, into dust or whatever, add it to a joint or pack a bowl or with that. But if you uh, let them dry out just a little bit so there's still moisture in there, you can cut those up and use those as wraps to roll your joints into, and they work fucking like hot. That's cool. It's great. That's really cool. I hear a lot of the uh, medicinal is, is in the roots too, which is why a lot of people make it into a tea. Like, it's not just the leaf, the root itself. You pull them out and those have a lot to do with it, you know, like. So I want to, uh, I want to send a shout out to Spartan. I reached out to, uh, to him last week uh, with a question and uh, thank you 
Martin, for your reply. Uh, but I thought I'd just throw it out. Well, okay, a little bit of background there. Um, uh, this actually is, I'm, uh, this is my last crop at this, uh, my residence here. I'm putting the house up for sale and, and moving. And uh, so it's gonna be a big job taking everything down. Um, anyway, I ran out of CO2 uh, about 12 days before I was gonna be taking my crop down. And I guess that cheap part of me decided that, well, do I really need CO2 until the end? Or should I get another tank or put my other tank on? And uh, so um, that's why I reached out to Spartan at the time. And, but if anybody has uh, any other experience with CO2, um, I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, throwing that out for a, a, a topic for discussion. How much CO2 you like to use during veg? during flower, near the end of flower. Um, um, uh, Indica, do you use it at work? Anybody else on the panel? Yeah, okay. they, yeah they, they use it at, at work where I work, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what levels they, they uh, use it at? Uh, I know during the day, uh, I know they don't go, I think because of, I, I don't quote me on this, um, but I'm pretty sure you can't go over 1200 PPM, I want to say, um, when there's people in the room during the day. So I don't think they go over 1200 um, during the day uh, when, the, you know, when, when lights are on, et cetera. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I don't quote me on it yet. I don't know 100%. But I'm pretty sure that's a state guideline here, um, too, in the, in the guidelines, I want to say. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that knowledgeable. I'm thinking maybe for um, uh, work condition safety, maybe. But I, I know that uh, it, it takes about five thousand to kill you. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I just I, I know myself uh, because of trying to you know get into open a micro business. Reading that in the, in the guidelines, I want to say I think that's just for employment employee safety. I want to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I haven't found out. I'm sure I will. I'll dig into it. Uh, what they go, you know, after everybody's gone, you know, I'm sure they boost it up and and you know take full advantage of it. Because I know, um, you know, I'm still fresh there right now, and I just know I see the the fucking truck there, man, three times a week filling. So they must they go through a ton of fucking CO2. Yeah, yeah. I have a question about CO2. So in Again, I've said this a million times, I know I'm broken record, but in my fish keeping hobby, right, keeping plants, if you add CO2 to your setup, to your water, you also need to, so basically, you know, like keeping a fish tank with live plants, it's like a balance of CO2, light, and nutrients, right? So if you raise one, you have to raise the other two to balance it, otherwise it throws off the whole system. So if you are adding CO2 to your plants, your cannabis plants, do you also have to up the nutrients and the light? No, because it's, in your case, you're in a connected system. Um, the CO2 is being absorbed through the leaf system, not like through the whole root system, like the, the way you're talking about. So when you add CO2 into the water, that's a different scenario than it breathing the CO2 naturally. Okay. That makes like, sense. It makes it more resistant to heat and stress when you add CO2, which is, you know, pretty cool and, and density and whatnot. Um, but 
Well, it increases your nutrient take up, so you can feed them more. Yeah. Right. But I mean, okay. the big thing is, you know, when you're growing indoors, you have all these plants, they're giving off way more oxygen than should be in that area. So right. you're rising, you're raising the CO2 to compensate for the extra oxygen that they push through into that system. Even though you're circulating all the fresh air around, they're putting off because they're concentrated in small area. So you need the CO2 to balance that out as it grows is what it seems second, like. Second question. Do you guys do you do you run the CO2 24 hours a day or do you shut it off at night so the plant can well I've heard you don't technically you run it in intervals, I think, on a timer of some kind. But I mean CO2 I guess it doesn't do anything for you at night. The plants do not intake CO2. So there's no right. point in having it running. You're just gonna waste your money, so you shut right. it off at night. I know yeah. some people will have it uh set so it either turns on i think i can't remember if it's half hour before or after just so if um mm -hmm. and then uh same thing um have it shut off like half hour before it goes out and the lights go out so it'll use up co2 so you're not using it after but someone like uh yeah other people i i don't use co2 this is just my own research so i might not be the person right to, um, yeah I, I don't know either i'm just um, asking yeah no you're correct and, and the amount of CO2 also determines as to, Fluffy said, the amount of plants, but also the square footage in which that all these plants are in, you know, like, so if you, you got it crammed into a certain spot, and like you said, it's sucking up all, it's producing more oxygen and, and outbalancing the CO2 oxygen level balance, and, you know, that determines as well how much you actually need to pump into. If if you have room, depending on the size, you have room size of your plants. But that's right. like mathematical equations that I don't want to get into. That you know, that I don't do it. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a CO two guy. I would have to know more of actually using it and seeing the difference from not using it to be able to really talk about it. I just have to. I have a problem with using CO two in an indoor grow when you look at your outside grows that are just, you know, they kill anything that we do indoors. And that, that's those light, plants dude. use more sun, they use more nutrients out of the ground, they use more everything, but they're only sitting at ambient CO2 levels outside. So, you know, a lot of us small indoor growers that aren't using these giant spaces, I don't understand why we're putting CO2 into these rooms because we're putting so much in there that they're not using it all. And then we're just fucking exhausting it out. So we're basically just exhausting CO2 in the air that we didn't even need in the damn first place. Yeah, and I, I understand what you're saying, but um, I use, I have a sealed room. So I don't have, I don't vent anything out of my room. And I also have a controller. So if there's too much CO2 in the room, if I've set it at 1200, if there's too much CO2, the controller will turn off my um, my regulator. So. so what do you have it set to, Rick? Do you have a cycle? Like, do you run it different? Um... Yeah, I and but this is just what I do. By no means am I an expert. I'm I'm learning like like everybody else. But okay, during, so what do you do? During veg, I, I usually run around 800, and at the uh, beginning of flower around 1200 then i'll go to 1400 <laughs> but at the end then i i don't think it takes up as much co2 at the end and uh, so i i have in the past been dropping it to maybe 600 that's what i've been doing from my research and 
But okay, so a cannabis plant breathes in CO2, right? And apparently it does it very well because we're adding CO2 into one room. Now, if the CO2 levels at a planet are high and raising the temperatures, why doesn't why don't we just everybody in the world play cannabis? It'll suck out all the extra CO2 that's in the atmosphere and then therefore reverse global warming, right? Yeah, but it's all the people growing cannabis indoors that are ruining No, no, no. We'll just make everybody go outside and plant some cannabis seeds. It's a, it's a highly effective CO2 breathing machine, and we will extract the CO2 out of the air naturally. That That's just my that's my slogan to legalize marijuana worldwide for, the, for a good reason, you know? I'll help you plant seeds outside for this. Hey, I, I'm just saying, I think it could be a world solution, you know, to, to the CO2 problem that they're pitching about. Hey, CO2, hey, my plants like CO2. We'll plant them outside. They'll suck the shit out of it. I would imagine I mean, there's the ground. Huh? But I would imagine that, you know, there's CO2 that they're sucking up out of the ground. I mean, like, it's raining right now, so anything, I'm sure the water's just, you know, it's full of nitrogen, it's full of whatever is in the air as it's falling. I mean, there's a reason the grass always looks so green after it rains. But CO2 to the root system isn't necessarily helpful. You want oxygen in the roots. Yep. Right, yeah, you don't, you don't want CO2 in the root zone at all. That's yeah. where they uptake oxygen. So they uptake oxygen. From the ground. Yeah. And, then and they, they absorb CO2. Their leaves when they yeah. transpire. Hey, uh, uh, I don't know if it's that interesting, but a little fun fact. Uh, somewhere I read that, you know, before, maybe before men and women walked the earth, uh, uh, the CO2 in the atmosphere was like, apparently like 50,000 parts per million. It was a, because we as humans weren't breathing it in. We're, I, we're, we're, uh, uh, we weren't giving, there, I lost my, I blame this. God, I'm not even on mute. I thought I had another intelligent question about CO2, but it's gone. Anyway, it, CO2 is really, CO, CO2 is, is beneficial if you're looking for uh, production. I mean, as a small grower, um, uh, we're just looking for quality and um, that's basically all it's gonna do is just give you more weight. So if you're satisfied, content with the, the volume that you can produce now, there's absolutely no need to introduce CO2 into your, uh, into your uh, garden. downstairs and, and I just transfer air and regulate the temperature and humidity. air boot kit because so uh what happened to me i'll just yeah i'll say it now so everybody can know and um you know i guess i just it's something i learned i didn't realize it so i added in a dry room or tent uh downstairs um 
and I have three other areas down there. So I added in another six inch down there to, uh, I got a tent down there. I got a flower tent and then a dry tent next to it. And I hooked up a six inch to be able to, you know, pull air out and carbon filters inside of them. Well, I have uh, a pretty, I got like a, probably, it's probably, I think it's like a 10 by 10 room. Um, and then I got another, uh, I think it's like five feet by probably like five, five, 10 feet, maybe 15 feet long. Uh, so I'm pushing and transferring so much air down there. Um, I fucking, I end up, uh, my, my furnace, when it kicks on, I guess I, end, I overworked it and it just built up fucking soot. I came home from work um, and my fucking, I was, uh, my CO2 alarm, I mean, my carbon monoxide alarms are going off. Um, piss all over my floor for my dogs. Uh, my dogs were fucking all fucked up. Uh, thank God I didn't have no, thank God for them. Uh, you know, um, and thank God my, my, my wife opened the windows that morning too. That's probably the only thing that really saved it. So I was like, fuck, I opened the, ba uh, the basement door and there was fucking soot everywhere. Um, you know, if I would have had flour, I, I harvested everything obviously, uh, weeks ago, but I mean, that shit would have been ruined, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I fucking, I called the oil guy. I know him pretty well and, and shit. He came through and, and, you know, explained everything to me and, you know, kind of broke down like, you know, air volume and, and, and piping and nineties and 45s and how much you lose, you know, and I knew about it, but not, not, not to that depth, you know? Um, so yeah, I guess they make this thing. It's called an outside air boot kit and it hooks onto your furnace and it, it just, it pulls air from outside on a separate tube. Um, and so no matter how much air I push down there now it will never affect my furnace. Um, and like you said, if I didn't come home when I did and thank God I did, uh, my dogs probably would have been dead. And like you said, you would have been calling Surpro because it would have been a fucking disaster down here, dude. Um, and now, now I'm to code, you know what I mean? For, for caregiving, um, which I have here in Massachusetts. Um, so if they ever come to my house, now I'm to code, like you said, and it only cost me 450 bucks, you know what I mean? And I wish I would have known that prior to all this. Um, cause it would have, I spent a fucking more money just cleaning and, and, and all that shit, you know? So, um, yeah, I just, I just want to tell everybody out there too, you know, if you guys are like going in your basement around furnace and shit like that, man, just, just, just really, you know, do the math, man, and, and figure shit out of air volume down there. So you don't end up like I did, you know, um, you know, so now I got, thank God too, hopefully it never happens again. I went out and bought nest, um, uh, nest carbon dioxide and smoke detectors. So now they're hooked to my phones and uh, I bought a nest thermostat. So I can, even if something does happen, I can right from my phone, it pings, I can automatically shut my furnace off and, you know, et cetera. So, um, but yeah, it was a lesson learned for me. Um, that happened. Yeah. I, I forget when that was, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, but um, so yeah, the guy came, finished it up, uh, was it last, this Thursday, he finished the job for me. So, um, yeah, so we're good now down there, but. Right on, right on. Yeah. You know, we, we, uh, we can't take enough time or too much time to, uh, to, uh, emphasize, uh, safety. Um, yeah, we talked before, sorry. No, I said, absolutely. I said, absolutely. Uncle Rick, you know, um, yeah. No, we've yeah we've talked about uh, fire extinguishers, uh, fire alarms, uh, uh, straight wires, no no gaps in your wiring. 
limit the, the amount of uh, extension cords, try to have yeah, enough gauge yeah. to run the power. Yeah. Oh, connect 30 cords to make it across the fucking room, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, somebody, uh, yeah, it was uh, a still boat. That every now and then, you know, grab your those wires, and if they're Check warm, them. deal with them, man. Deal with yeah. them. Yep. Yeah. I uh, I actually uh, on a weekly basis, and this is no bullshit. I go around to every. So in my grow room, when I when I moved here, there was a they they hooked it up. They had two hundred two hundred amp service coming in. Uh, the last owners, and there was a bunch of empty space. They had it all upgraded to. Uh, I think it was like. 12, 12 gauge row max to the whole house. Um, so anyways, I, I put everything on a separate. So like one room, two room, dry area. It's all on its 20, 20 amp breaker. You know what I mean? Um, but I go around and I feel every fucking outlet, man, all through my room just to make sure, I'm, you know, at least once or twice a week, you know? Um, I recommend too, I got a, I got fire extinguishers down in my grow area too for electrical and, and, and for, you know, for regular fire, you know what I mean? Um, I recommend, you know, I, I guess at my level, what I'm doing, where I am, you know, it's it's a necessity, you know what I mean? Um, so, but yeah, see, you got you to yeah. be safe, you know what I mean? You got to, you got to, you know, um, I actually have, uh, not to interrupt you guys, but I'll have to, I'll have to find it and, and maybe I can share it like our next show or something, but I actually have like a, a, a sheet I made on Google Docs and I have every fucking room with every piece of equipment enlisted and what it draws, what the amperage is, what, what's on that load. Um, so I always know what's, if I add something, I can look at that and I know what's on there. If I pull something out, I can minus it. I know what's on there. Um, that's just because I'm, I'm, I'm using a lot of equipment, you know what I mean? And, and, and I, I, I feel like it can get overwhelming very quickly when you're very excited and all this shit, especially as new growers and you don't realize, man, how much shit you're hooking up, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, it's like, you're like, holy shit, man. Like it, it adds up fastly, you know, and you're not, I, I know I made this mistake, you know, years ago, right? you don't think about it, you know what I mean? Cause you're just so excited, man. And, and, and et cetera, but you know, just really analyze it, you know, and, and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of people think if you can plug it in, you can run it, and that's not yeah. the case. You know, you really, right. you know, you can probably hang more lights than you can fans to run the heat, you know, to get it out because your fans run so many more amps than your lights do, you know. And then right. a lot of people also, you know, they wouldn't think about like the stages of when things get turned on. Instead, the whole room just slams itself on at one time. You know, all your fans and all your lights and your AC and your demon, you know, people who, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff can get turned off at night because the rooms are regulated. So in the morning, it all just comes on at one time. And it's such a huge spike that, you know, you really should set your stuff. So maybe your fans come on first because they're going to be the biggest draw right off the get go. Then, you know, your fans come on, then your CO2 or your however you want to set it up. But you should stage it so everything you know, if you're running one of those big rooms like Uncle Rip is, or, you know, like uh, Squishy Bob is, then, you know, those rooms really should not fire up all at one time because that, that is a lot of amps. You shut your fans off at night? I never shut my fans off. Never. Uh, I, sh- I, I have constant I circulation. Of them off. Nope. I, 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 I like to have the whole everything moving and get those fucking things working out. I like them having a fight against the, the 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 pressure of the wind so the stem itself gets stronger especially while like they're sleeping or whatever i mean that's just me personally 
Well, they're I'm still moving, but I have fans that like flow specifically just on like my drivers or my lights to cool them on inside my tent. And those yeah, also those... help circulate the heat down. Those don't need to be running at night. Yeah, no, no, not, not those. I thought you meant like your actual circulation fans. Right, but those are things that don't need to be turned on. Right, my circulation fans be on all night, but you know okay. when everything else turns on, you know those don't need to come on at the same time the lights come on. And, yeah, you know, that's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, one I, more. I, one more little thing about uh, safety and CO two. Uh, so uh, a house I bought, I, um, I I had every intention of growing in the basement, and um, it was previously a grow. Uh, so I thought before I set everything up, I better get the. Um, the furnace guy in here and do a tune up and check it all over and so on. So he came in and I didn't even notice it, but what the previous owner had done was drill a hole in uh, one of the, the, uh, the vents, I guess, from this gas furnace. Well, that's fucking carbon monoxide. It's not CO2. And he was running this into, the, into his room. And I and I didn't even notice it. Uh, I would have I would have lit everything up and had uh, carbon monoxide running into my room. Boy, oh boy, you just can't be too careful. That's insane! Wow, that's insane. <laughs> that's really asking for it, you know. Yeah, so yeah, that too. Do your research uh, that for any new growers or anything, really, you know, or ask someone that's been growing for long, you know. Um, that's crazy, man. You could fuck, you could have killed everybody, you know? I was lucky. Yeah. You would have went to sleep and never got up. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be like killing yourself in your car. Yeah, that's insane. That's, that's crazy, you know, but that, that's probably, I don't know who the guy was, we'll say, but if I had a guess, it's probably, I bet you it was misleaded information and, and he thought he could tie into that and, hey man, you know, I'm safe, I'm killing two birds with one stone, saving money and blah, 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 and I, I, that's the only thing I could think of, man, because, you know, that, I don't know. It's like Rick said, well, he probably confused monoxide with dioxide. And well, you got the word die in it, and you think, oh, it's got to be bad, but it's actually the opposite. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. So, well, it's, it's small things like if you're not educated enough or you don't just pay attention enough, when, you know, in your third grade education, that CO and CO2 are different things. Even though they both have CO, once you drop that two off, yeah. you're not, you, you don't want it anymore. So, you know, you got to pay attention. It's not close enough. doesn't work. It's like hydrogen <laughs> and water. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to confuse the two. You don't want to start doubting peroxide. Major differences. CO2. So you CO2. What, the only advice I ever give new growers, do the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, Nobody does that though. They, 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 everybody will start in the beginning overthinking it, kind of accelerate the growth at the beginning, you know, the faster the work, you know, like that's why they have problems. That's why yeah. I tell them, keep it simple, stupid. See, I've always believed that anything worth doing is worth like completely and totally overdoing. So, the, the, and uh, you guys are right to keep it simple, stupid is absolutely right. But I just that that's my habit. Every fucking thing I do when I get into it, I dive in and throw everything into it. 
and you just gotta learn to take a step back and i don't need every fucking you know it's just like a good example is when you first buy uh, bottled nutrients what's the first thing you do is you overfeed because you think if i feed it a little bit more i'm gonna pump that shit a little bit more and you end up burning the shit out of your plants right uh that, that's just a one example of that and then yeah yeah, or, you, or, or, or you think you need all those 17 bottles, you know what I mean? I know I was there first time I ever did uh fucking like hydro or cocoa or any of that, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, I got to have this, I got to have this, I got to have this, I got to have that fucking, you know, you're like Rockefeller fucking nutrients over here. And, and, and you're like, what the fuck, man? My plants look like shit, you know? But then when you really educate yourself, man, you're like, fuck, I need two of these, man. And I can fucking, I can kill it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know? So yeah, I, I, I I think we've all kind of been there at some point in our in our journeys, you know. It's you know, but I, I still know a dude that's been growing for a while that's still at that mindset, and like, it boggles my mind as to how much different things he buys. And I'm like, dude, you don't need all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't. I swear, you don't. I know they put it out, but you don't need it all. Like, I have brought it down to the bare minimum out of curiosity just to see how little you really need to produce some quality bud. Maybe not a monster yield because I slammed everything in there, but like, you know, my last grow, I was kind of limited. So all I had was, you know, uh, just the basic things. I didn't have everything extra, no compost teas and, you know, nothing like that. It was just basically NPK that I was running with in the cow mags and stuff. But I did all right. You know what I'm saying? I was just curious to see how little did I not need? Cause when you walk into a warehouse, dude, like I, I was bugging out at first. There's so much when you walk into a grow warehouse, not a grow store, a grow warehouse. And that's strictly like for cannabis. It blew my mind. Like it looked like BJ's like with the stack shelves of everything. And like a hundred, 200 different nutrient lines, dude, for a new grower. That's, that's like, you know, you don't know what to do with yourself. So like, like freaking Indy said, you start off hammering things and then, you know, it gets expensive. So you're like, well, that's when I was kind of starting to cut things out that I thought I needed just to see if I really needed them. And I, it, it came down to, you really don't need a lot. Yeah. Adding some extra stuff. We're going to get more quality stuff. That's obvious, but there is a such thing as too much, you know, too much shit going into your soil, especially when it's like he, he's trying to battle this, battle that to fix his problem for his nutrient uptake. And I'm like, dude, I think you're just you're just jamming too much. I, I think you, you every new thing you see that they tell you will do this, you're grabbing, hoping it'll do this. And I I think you're just you you you're still in that whole like. I want to try this new thing. I want to try this new thing. And I'm like, dude, you've been at this for a while. You should, you should have a system and nailed down by now. You know, like that's how you tune yourself in. And probably a good bit of advice for him would be to, uh, to get a, uh, a TDS meter. That's what he should be looking at is his parts per millions of all this shit that he's putting into, into his uh, reservoir. Uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. And, and too, you know, like, a lot of these nutrients is, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about any company or nothing, but if you ever look at it, like, okay, you get, we'll say like that 10 line that you need to have. If you have, if you, if, you know, if you educate yourself and, and those things and you, you, you know, 
you only need like three of those bottles because the rest of it, it it's carrying the same stuff that's in that you know maybe that a and b or that you know a b c or something you know what i mean um if you look at it you know it's, it's got almost everything else that you're those three that you're adding and you don't need the rest of that shit you know what i mean what uh, what you learn of what actual npk all right, because that was the thing that fascinated in the beginning. I was like, what the fuck are these numbers and why does every bottle have a different one on it? So I got obsessed with learning about what that is. And you start learning about the other things of like the, the biostimulants and, and, and the additives that you could add into that. So I got onto this whole like uh, track of trying to learn specifically about the nutrient numbers and how they work. And then I base my buy off of the numbers, and that's how I pick my nutrient line. You know, that was how I went at it. Rather than other people, the way they went, I went at it. I wanted to understand what the fuck was going in there and what all this was. And then when I figured out what was needed and what was important, I went after the, a specific nutrient line that provided everything that I felt I wanted in that nutrient line. And I've been running it the same for five years well i'll say four the simplest line that i ever ran and i still suggest it to new folks it's not the best line out there but it's cheap um was the mega crop um and i i had the one the like little one part powder and then i had the uh their little pk booster um and it was super cheap i want to say it was like 15 or 20 bucks supplied me for like three runs <laughs> and uh but uh i mean yeah it's not necessarily your liquid nutrients or, or some of your higher end lines on the same level but it grew plants it grew decent plants um they were a little high on the nitrogen for in flower but like i said i mean 15 20 bucks got me through three full runs um it doesn't have to be your super premier holy crap lines. Um, I'm using one now because it was free um, and I replaced the A and B bottles. Um, I'm currently using the 10 bottle line because they gave it to me, so why not use them all? But uh, as it comes to replacing them, I'm replacing the A, the B and the Bud Booster. Like, that's it. Hey, I know guys who are growing stuff right now. I mean, if you just want to talk about simple, easy and be done with it, they're just using friggin' Miracle Grow in Shelf 2020. You know, uh, it, it'll grow it. It'll grow it fine. You'll it'll be good. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be anything like a connoisseur is gonna want to smoke. But if you're just trying to get something up and out, I mean, it'll work. You know, you don't have to get all this fancy shit that people are saying just for cannabis. I mean, this stuff's not been on the shelves to grow plants for years. Just use it. You know, I don't know why we all think all this stuff's got to be like tailor-made, you know, with freaking cannabis label on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a plant, man. Grow it, you know. We don't have to get crazy about all these nutrients and stuff. All the old guys used to use that miracle Grow stuff, man. That was it. You use that blue powder, put it in the water, fed your plants. They were yeah, happy. Yeah, blue, blue water will grow it every time. Yep. That's scary. Miracle grow. Oh, eh. wow. If you think about how much miracle grow pot we have all smoked in our lives. Uh, yeah. 
You know, what yeah, I say, everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna bust on it. Everyone, but if you and it, it's kind of like if we have any avid fishermen, you know, when you go fishing with that Snoopy pole, motherfucker, you will catch fish all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? The second you start upgrading your equipment, you start overthinking it, you start not being able to catch fish. A damn, damn Snoopy pole with a freaking hook and a worm will get it done every time. And that's like the same thing as Miracle Girl. Right? The you fish get it done every time. The fish don't know what you're using, man. They're only seeing I, the food. I swear to God, they do. <laughs> they're just they're seeing the food you have. No, that every it gives off a smell too in in the water. Like things that like fish are attracted to, you know, like sharks are attracted to blood. It's also certain scents like, you know, like power vape, I imagine, gives off a scent. Huh? Corn? They love oh, corn. talk about corn. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a, that that might give off a smell. I mean, I'm not 100% sure just because we can't smell it. Once it hits the water, something might come out. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, corn, it's illegal to use with corn yes, over here for trout, I believe. Yeah, they love it. Garlic yeah. is super scentful. Also illegal to use as WD-40 because it displaces the water, so the scent is yeah. more uh, received. A caribou, I actually think that uh, the melon that he was talking about ground up or thrown, you could throw it in there. It was either that or this other plant I came across. It like, you, you bait the fish to come in, right? If it's a lake or whatever, you throw it on the thing and it actually paralyzes the fish. So all you got to do is scoop them up. <laughs> like, it's illegal to use, but you could, you know, you can get away with it once or twice. Just get yourself a nice little rack of fish and go home. You can shock them, throw dynamite in the water. You can do all sorts well, of I stuff. mean, I, then you're what, chum in the water for what? <laughs> I saw a YouTube video recently where um, they took a, uh, a snake. It, uh, it, there was a hole in them. And they put the snake down the hole and uh, they chased out all the fish, all the catfish. They were just flying out of this hole. It was hilarious. Just I Google it. YouTube, it's pretty funny. So fluffy, you remember the soil I got? I did a uh, mix with my cocoa to do uh, some of my, my my plan in. I wanted to check it out, see how it went. Well, I got a clone in, you know, my normal cocoa, and I got one that's made up of a quarter of uh, mixed with that soil. So, want want to see these? Yes. You only mixed it with a quarter of it. Yeah, because I only had I only had that much at the time, so I had to work with what I have, and I had to fill the pot with soil to fit the plant. So here's the here's the one without okay, just straight water in straight with cocoa, well pH water obviously, because I reused my cocoa, and then here's the one with the added. Uh, soil to it. Yeah, I mean, it looks like you have something that's branchier that's just generally just a little bit more bigger to it. So, I mean, here's the two side by side if that helps. Yeah, the other, the other one looks like it got a little stretchier taller, but this one, but you know, the one that you put that good soil in there, it looks a little more, you know, thicker. Like That's that gonna, one, yeah. It looks like it's going to grow maybe a little bit slower, but it's going to be just bigger and hardier when it gets to where you want it to be. I got no beast with it, and if it's if I can get it for free, the soil, I'll definitely mix it in there. 
like as of right now, I got no beef with it. So it looks beautiful. I'm happy. Yeah, it looks good. I mean, it looks, it looks nice until it looks like it's good. You know, uh, the big thing will be, you know, get, get yourself a, a good micro regimen for that. You know, well, I use, I use great white. Like I'm, I'm, I, I forgot to mention, yes, microbes. I was getting yelled at in the chats. Um, yeah, along with the NPK that I was obsessed with, yes, microbes are needed. But um, yeah, so. Uh, do you use anything other than great white? Do you use anything no, I, I did uh, before. What the hell was it? Um, God, you all know what it is too. We've talked about it. Um, like mammoth here. Yes, thank you. Sure. I, I've used the mammoth. And I have not used recharge or anything, but I I went from mammoth and then directly to great white. And been on so great I white ever since. I haven't used great white. What does is what is uh great white like a targeted microbe? Is it uh more of like a nitrogen fixer, a phosphorus fixer, is general? I'd have to take a look at that. I mean I can grab the bottle and double check for you. I just don't want to give you the wrong info on it. I just know that when I switched over to the 55 gallon reservoir that great white seemed more concentrated and it took less for me to fill nice to, uh, for me to fill or to do the 55 gallon reservoir than of the mammoth pee like the man pee I'm squeezing the bowel to fill up the friggin little thing and you know yeah, after a few dumps of liquid you know you're like well this ain't gonna last a whole grow but I mean I you get a thing of mammoth pee and it's like one scoop is 50 gallons and one little bottle has lasted me like two, three grows. That's pretty cool, you know? So, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, if you want, I can get back to you on that. Uh, I'll, look it, I'll look it up what afterwards would be the to see what it is. What, but I was just wondering if you knew. What, what's the, uh, now you got me curious. What's the difference? Great. Uh, now there's great white, and, the, and there's, and which I don't believe is available in Canada. And then there's also, but I believe uh, uh, Orca is available. Are they? Are they associated? Are they same outfit? Or you're on mute. I have no Jeff. idea. Uh, so profit. I was just gonna. I was Sorry, gonna my mother-in-law is banging pans out there. I didn't want to be rude. Your difference in your microbes is like so like your recharge is more of like a vegging microbe it helps with your like uh nitrogen fixing to your plants and everything else so it's going around it's grabbing like your stuff that is uh for your veg cycle you know for the growth of the plant when you get into like your mammoth pea it's phosphorus fixing bacteria so it grabs phosphorus and all those elements that like uh your plant wants for flowering and it helps bring those to it. So you can target, okay. like, specifically what it wants to eat more. I got uh, what you're saying. So like your, uh, and then you get things like your lactose and stuff uh, in bacillus and all that. Uh, and they'll start. So the, the idea is you want, it, you want a, a large uh, diversity of microbes in there. So they can grab everything for your plant, bring it to it. Oh, that's something new about microbes. Thanks, Fluff. And then when you're running your like living systems uh, and your microbes are doing your work, you actually need to keep a, a moister soil. So your soil needs to be generally kept 
more moist than uh than like when you do like your hydro grows when you're doing giving them like a definite dry period and letting things dry out and flushing things out you're not doing that you want you know you're not over watering you're letting things stay in there so you don't flush things out of your pot and the microbes travel through that moisture so that's how they get around to do everything so a lot of times you've been seeing uh like the radical bags have that inner layer so you're growing in a in a fabric bag that now is not used the same way you know like your typical fabric bags are your typical fabric bags get really dry around the edges and then you know the plant obviously for all that pruning but you get you got like um grassroots are making these pots for your specific organic guys and those edges don't dry out and so you're seeing a lot more microbe activity and availability of nutrients through to your plant because it's holding so much more moisture inside that pot, even though it was a fabric pot. So yeah. I think that was kind of neat. Yeah, I've, I've actually, um, uh, I've been a, a supporter of fabric pots for quite some time. Well, not, not too long, maybe, a, well, barely two years. But uh, I'm giving up on them, and uh, for a couple of the reasons you just mentioned, Fluffy. One, yes, I, I, uh, I, I've been using uh, Recharge since it was available in Canada, barely six, six or eight months. And uh, I really believe in that stuff, and it's a game changer. Well, that was, and that was actually my first experience with, uh, with the micro fungi. And... Um, uh, anyway, to, uh, using the fabric pots, and I use uh, uh, cocoa, um, it, it does have a tendency to dry out, so um, uh, that kills the microbes. So, um, yeah, no, I've decided to go with those air pots that I know you were using some fluffy, but I think it might be a, a compromise. Or like 311, get a, get a Five gallon bucket from uh, from Home Depot and drill a shitload of holes around it. Uh, you can do that as well. I've got to be using that smart pot so far. Yeah, I, took a bunch, I took a bunch of five gallon buckets from work. They're just throwing them away, and I got about seven of them so far ready for my next round. And I'm just trying to grab everything over there because it's like you guys said but with these fabric pots. That's what I ran into is just everything drying out so quick. And I'm using uh, on Caribou's tin. I'm using hard plastic shells and I'm having a lot better results of that. So I definitely agree with what everybody's saying. I'm going to kind of, I think I'm going to do it kind of like the Hempy setup uh, just because my work schedule is so kind of crazy right now. Um, kind of help with the watering system and stuff as well. So like those, uh, those air pots you were talking about, uh, I think for a system like yours, they'd be absolutely wonderful. I cannot stand those air pots. Uh, I had nothing but trouble with them. I could not keep moisture in that pot. But if I had cocoa and I was uh, fertigating, you know, or watering, you know, uh, with fertilizer and stuff, liquid nutes, uh, I would absolutely go back to those uh, those uh, air pots because really they were great. And I don't think there's a single way you could overwater inside that pot. Uh, it's it lets out way more uh, water than even the fabric pots do, uh, it brings in so much air. Uh, and I think they would be great, but there's just absolutely no way I can, 
I get behind them, use them in a living soil system. Just yeah. do, they do not hold enough moisture. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I understand. And uh, my next investment is going to be an automated system so that, because right now I, I only hand water and uh, I water mm -hmm. once a day, maybe the odd time, maybe twice a day. But but if I can get an automated system, I can be a watering six or eight or just give them a small amount a numerous times a day to keep that soil moist all the time or just barely dripping out the bottom. Which again was what you were talking about, fluffy about uh, keeping the uh, soil mo moist. Uh, it, it's far more consistent. I, if I water and I like to water first thing in their morning, and uh, um, but I can go in late in the afternoon, and uh, you know I can see the tops of the of the containers. Uh, I just grow in three gallon containers, but they're they're already drying out uh, quite quite a bit. But uh, I did want to ask you uh, something too, fluffy about. Um, Somebody who's curious and interested in, in organics, uh, uh, it's called Stinganics. So it's taking um, what you're doing now and introducing uh, organic. And I just wondered if you could um, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, I totally get behind it. Um, it's so for me, um, I just, I do the organic thing because I guess I'm cheap. I can make almost everything myself. Uh, it all comes, it's an organic thing, I guess. It all just comes, I know where everything comes from. I know, I have full control over everything that goes into my plant. Um, so with the Synganic, I'm not even fully against it. Uh, I would even, I would even put some kind of, you know, quality salt nutrient into my organic system. Uh, every great once in a while, if I just wanted to give it a little boost. Uh, but that's basically the same thing we do with our teas. So we brew up these teas, their microbes and their, uh, their nutrients that are getting broke down while you know those microbes are populating in that tea you're making. So you're making a liquid fertilizer, it's the same thing. You're making a, a, a readily available something for that plant to eat. Um, the thing is, you just don't want to, with an organic system, you don't want to feed them, per se, too much, because you want them out mining, you know, those microbes out feeding your plant. So you want them to work for some of that food to get it out of your system, not just rely on the ready-to-eat food that you send through the roof. So when you start feeding synganically, if you feed them too much, if uh, you do it too often, they get reliant on eating that uh, ready to eat, you know, kind of fast food mentality uh, is what I believe like Scotty Real on the Two Girl Show used to say. Kind of like fast food, you know, it's ready to eat, it's easy, so they'll pick that every time over trying to go out and eat their own food and be a generally healthier plant. So it's kind of working the same way. But uh, I have absolutely no problem with someone who runs, uh, you know, an organic line and then puts a synthetic fertilizer on there for just a little boost i mean everybody does it it's not it's not unnatural it's not weird i mean it's unnatural but it's not weird uh you know they can they can eat a little more than what they will uh just go out and get themselves so if you want to do it it's not going to hurt anything uh i just think that when you start doing that uh you know you're going to build up salts inside your organic system and you really just don't want that so 
you know, if you were going to do something like a Syngantic system, I would find more of like a natural, uh, your necker, necker for the gods, your poop, stuff like that. Uh, I forget, they even make like a, pow a powdered kind of natural one, that, almost like a Jax or something. That as long as it doesn't create that buildup or you're not feeding it so much that it can't work through, work through that buildup, then, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I think I've played a little bit with this Syngantics and uh, there's definitely uh, some uh, credence behind that uh, stuff. I'd say just um, when I just actually right around Christmas time, when I started growing um, the Arise and I was going to do the solo cup challenge and stuff, I decided I was going to buy, go with uh, synthetic nutrients and cocoa just because I could feed that every day. And I started feeding uh, the Arise phenos that I popped. And there's a couple other plants I had going on, like cuttings of and doing like a little bit of side by side with trying to do a little living no-till and then the Syngantic stuff. And the stuff that you're feeding the nutrients in with your um, regular uh, uh, biocompost type shit, they're definitely growing faster because like you said, they're, it's like instant food, right? They're just, they're, they're jumping all over it because it's easy. You don't have to work for it. But there's, and, and like we all hear about, like when you get the healthy microbial population, yeah, it's just, it's, it's definitely, it's like taking your uh, organic system and just giving it a shot of steroids is, uh, but it, like uh, also with steroids, is that necessarily the healthiest thing for your body, right? Just because it's making you big and buff doesn't mean you're fucking actually a hundred percent healthy either, right? So uh, you could look at it that way. Right on. Yeah, I mean, right for me, I keep a, like I said, I keep a Necker for the Gods uh, organic line around. Uh, I like it. Uh, I I ran it for a little while solely in five gallons just to see kind of what I could get out of it. And uh, I like the results out of it. I like what it did. Uh, it was very close to my organic, uh, my organically grown flowers. Uh, so, I keep it around just in case I run into any kind of weird deficiency or something. Uh, that's what I like to use the synganic type route for is if I see something that I'm like, I need to fix because I can see this getting out of hand real quick. I will throw, I don't give a shit. I'm saving my plants. They're going to be healthy and vibrant, but you know, when they're ready to go. So uh, that's what I, that's what I would use my synganic for. And mostly a lot of time that ends up being foliar. Uh, I, can, oh, I like to mix yeah. up foliars and spray to catch deficiencies a lot of time. Right on, right on. See, that's another Especially place I need I to amend it. That's okay. Go ahead. I was just saying, I was just saying that um I uh, a lot of times I'll use that foliar for a couple days while I when I catch that deficiency, I'll cop dress to fix that deficiency or I'll start brewing a tea to fix that deficiency. Most of the time I top dress, I start a tea and then I'll make something foliar to spray on that plant for a couple of days while that tea's brewing Then I'll give it that tea. And then by that time, it should be starting to fix itself while all of those nutrients that I put in that top dress are now starting to get available for the plant. So that's how I go from fixing it. So they don't get worse while you know, you're waiting for that top dress to break down. What I was going to say before I jumped all over you there was uh, that I need to start stepping my foliar game up again. 
I used to back in like my earlier growing days. And then for some reason, I, I, I don't know what it was. I just, I stopped doing it. Maybe it was, I, I went out of town for a while and just kind of fell out of the habit. Might be a good guess, but for whatever reason, I, I pretty much stopped doing foliar feed all through veg and uh, not in, nothing in the bloom. But uh, I'm going to have to start taking notes of this for when I actually get uh, my tent set up uh, wherever I'm living. Because that's going to be, uh, the, yeah, we're going to be uh, doing everything I can to push the potential on that. Because odds are I'm going to be just doing a four plant count. Because if I'm renting a place, odds are I'm not going to be able to convince somebody to let me grow with my medical license. That's a fucking hard thing right now. I've got this medical license and I can't do anything with it because like most people, you know, you ask them, Hey man, can I set up a few lights in your house? <laughs> Fuck you. You're not growing in my house. Um, kind of uh, shit. Right. So it's, uh, it sucks. It's, but what do you do? I'm going to hold on to it and just keep going, I guess. Uh, Anyways, I saw, I'm uh, starting to ramble and I forget what the fuck I was even talking about in the first place. I saw this cool one in chat and I thought, uh, I've never really thought I was a weirdo, but um, I definitely kind of compost everything. Uh, I have a pile of everything that's in my yard that gets broke down because that's how I like it. And uh, somebody in chat, I forgot who it was, sorry, but uh, they were talking about composting a bird, bird uh, nest. That's the monkey. Yeah, dude, uh, dude, bird nests are great. Uh, I throw, like, so I outside, I, I put them in my outside compost. I don't put them in, like, my uh, worm bin or anything. But absolutely, I mean, those things are just nutrient-dense, amazingness. So I, I absolutely have heard of it and do it myself. I never let one go to waste. If I see one blown down, if I see one in a tree that's empty, if I pick one out, it all goes into my compost bin. Well, and then on that thought, what about wasps' nests and stuff like that? I imagine that would probably yeah, motherfuckers burn them with fire. Oh, pff, don't be a girl. That's uh, man, like, dude, I I swing from trees that have those fucking things in them already. It's it's uh, you, you know, you can uh, deal with those. Uh, like, or, but like, but um, what about like, say, come fall season when they're slower or whatever, uh, they're a little bit more dormant. If you got a dormant nest right there. It'll still have a bunch of larvae and other stuff in there. I imagine you could throw that in your compost. You could probably do something beneficial there. That's what I was getting at. It was uh, yeah. I just had to, you know. Kind we of had yellow you. jackets nests in our compost piles in our backyard, so I would suggest not to do that. I would burn the shit out of them, like Fluffy said. <laughs> Fuck those things. Because <laughs> they can keep stinging you and stinging you, you and stinging you and stinging you. But we just didn't. Dude, it's trust me i'm serious i i've been up trees when all of a sudden you find a nest you didn't realize was there and you want to fucking hit the eject button right now you watch a motherfucker rappel out of a tree fast like it's it's free fall and then you catch yourself about two feet before your feet hit the ground and you're freaking damn near buckle your knees it's like or if you're up in the boom too, that's, that's, that's not fun, but at least you can get away and like, cause we usually got a couple of cans of like the bug bomb or whatever in the bucket truck for these situations. Like I remember, uh, fuck, was it two, three years ago? I got lit up hard that summer. We were doing a contract outside Kersley, uh, the Quinnell area. And it's like every week I was getting lit up at least once or twice. It's like, fuck me. And, uh, thank God for no allergies. 
So earlier, Bees, uh, you showed us a bottle of something. Um, you said you were going to bring it up during the show here. What's that all about, man? So with hypotheticals guidance, because the whole reason I started growing was, you know, to make my own medicine and just do it better because I felt like what I was getting at the time, you know, was just subpar. <clears throat> anyway. So I got this, uh, what is the, the brand is Silver Mountain Minerals. I don't know if this is available in Canada. I got it on Amazon. It's 50 parts per million, um, colloidal silver. So I'll be trying this. I don't know if this run, but potentially the next one, at least on some lower branches to see if I can make some make my own seeds feminized seeds at that so i don't know i don't really know much about it i mean the hypothetical i, I see he's busy but i don't know if he can talk it while he's moving his hands it's super super definitely that's really cool but, yeah i can okay cool so i don't uh, mean you, you can speak more on you only need the one lower branch don't do any more yeah. Uh, you only need the one lower branch. You don't need multiple. Uh, the one gate, um, every time I do it, I only do one lower branch on a plant. Um, simply because that's going to give me plenty, plenty of pollen. Um, on the first time when I was just playing with it, um, I lined the bottom of, I don't know, a dime bag, a little like one inch by one inch bags. Um, I lined the bottom of it and, uh, it gave me a little over 1,200 seeds, and I still had some left over that I didn't use. <laughs> uh, somewhere between 1,200 and 1,500 seeds. Like, it doesn't take much pollen to do what you want to do. Um, and the same thing, like, when you go to pollinate, like, unless your goal is to make thousands of seeds, just pollen, like, paintbrush pollinate the uh, one branch or the top bud of one of your side branches. You'll get 50 to 100 seeds of what you want. And keep in mind, bees, when you do this, if you spray that on your plant, that plant's done. You're not smoking anything that comes off that plant. So, you know, pollinate whatever, you, you know, the way I see it is, you that know. That too. Yeah. Uh, so pollinate however much you need to pollinate that whole goddamn plant. Because the whole thing's a loss. You're not going to want to smoke it. And you might as well get as many damn seeds as you can. So. So that just remember that it's always about the there's that too yeah don't smoke colloidal silver right on i think i think a lot of people you know we we start giving out the information on this stuff and some of that gets lost where some people you know just think oh it's probably not that bad don't do it it's bad very bad don't sell it don't fucking give it to the college kids down the street i was hoping it was could you purge it like, could we purge it with fucking, you know, butane, turn it into shatter? You know what? You so the way I see it, if you're that You're literally up, putting but, a metal into the plant. All right. All right, I'll back out. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, I mean, the key that's, there that's is the that you're putting a metal into the plant. You know how we're always worried about the plant having heavy metal? Well, we're spraying one into it. Here, take this metal in. Yeah, but like, coil no, silver is, ben- is a beneficial thing. one, right? Also, having tried it, uh, the bud comes out harsh and shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you if you tried it, but like co- colloidal silver is a is it necessarily bad for you? There's people that take it and right. uh, I mean, living healthy. healthy. It's like uh, a health thing. Yeah, that's what I... That's so it's not a bad metal to take uh, in, so... Here's the thing with health things, right? Some... If you take in too much of anything, it's a bad thing. And especially when it comes into, like, you're playing with intaking a metal. Um, can you? Yes. But it's kind of... I mean, can you take a shot of steroids? Yeah, you can. You probably shouldn't, but you can. There's um, more lead in my water, I bet, than there is. Sold as a health supplement because it has antimicrobial. Yeah, but so, but I mean, there's more there's more heavy metals in my water. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine. In the fact that you're not uh, ingesting this per se, uh, so you're not you're not digesting this. You're smoking. So you have a completely different chemical reaction when you light those metals on Combustor. fire than those vapors that you're on. So that's a, uh, uh, you can get like, uh, I forget, they call it like a welder's lung. Uh, but that's, that's what you can get to in a very, very fast fashion, especially when you take uh, vapors from like, uh, you know, your silvers and things like that. Uh, they oxidize really easy and when they, when they, get to vaping uh, to that temperature where they're gassing off, then you don't want that. Here. That's what starts creating problems. But that's the big thing. I mean, yeah, okay. you could probably make it. I wasn't saying, I wasn't like highlighting to do it. I was just like, this, what's the answer? I, like what's, what's, what's behind the science as to why not to? That, that was the, really the curious, the question yeah, I had. It's because you have a different reaction when you smoke it. And yeah, that and, makes sense. You're basically changing the molecule by heating it up or doing something different to it. You're basically changing it and God knows what it becomes if you mix this with that. And then in the end product, it could be totally something more poisonous than it was to begin with. So yeah, you guys are correct. I was just curious about the science behind what you guys thought about it. You know, it, you like you like everybody's kid out here. And you just have to fucking argue about it. No, I like to know, man. I, I like, like, if I don't know, I want to know. That's it's, it's okay. It's your process of learning. I understand. Without somebody it's, yelling it's at it. you saying, "Don't do it," you'll never learn. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say do it. I'll just like, I mean, can we purge it? That's all. Was, my question was, I wasn't saying technically smoke it as a flower. I was saying, can we take it out? Conversation when you start talking about like the purging and remediation, you know, because they're starting to talk about. Color remediation and like your concentrates and stuff. Concentrates are going to be the future, you know, because you can try to strip out all this bad stuff. And, but like when they're starting to do this color remediation, now they're using all these weird chemicals to take damn color out. So, what's the, you know, why do we keep doing this shit? Leave the color in, people. Fine. You better grow better weed so you can make better rods. I like the Rothen idea. So much weed in the fucking the, in, into my edible pile. It's ridiculous. I fucked up the dry on my first plant. I'm not going to sit there and smoke all that nasty, hay-smelling weed. I just threw it all in the fucking edible pile. I don't know what I'm going to do. Make some more edibles or I'll, I'll dry sift it or something. Uh, but the second plant is doing a lot better. Um, I'm, I really want to 
crack those jars, but I can't right now. I'm waiting. I don't want my parole officer to walk into <laughs> my place just reeking. You know, I got to have a little bit of common courtesy for him. So on that note, I'm going to go smoke this doobie outside and wait for his ass. So you know, listen, listen, DP. Uh, I, DP. While, while it's on my mind, and then I'll let you go. You showed us earlier uh, what you were working on there, and you had the initials, and then you just showed us a little while ago, and you put and you put all the top and the bottom in there. Holy shit, man! That's really cool. That's what happens when I can't fucking sit and smoke weed with you guys all morning. I fucking got to do something. I got ADD. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just have a plus day, everybody. Don't forget, you know what I mean. Eat some fungus every once in a while. It's good for you. So that is cool. That's really cool. Uh, now get the fuck out of here. Gone, man. I gotta go. Bye. I'll talk about you when you're gone. But Later. I would like to take a, a moment on behalf of Caribou and the panel here to thank everybody in chat. Uh, well, we were 32 a little while ago. Um, uh, it's uh, it's really good. You know, we talk about things here, and I really do not have the capability to uh, follow this and the chat. Uh, but there's some uh, really good, uh, well, we got some really good supporters, but we get some really good suggestions uh, in the chat as well. So uh, hats off to you. We also and got uh, the monkey in there, and that was the individual I was trying to possibly show up as a guest. And Welcome, the monkey. Glad you could uh, make it to the show. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I, I don't know, uh, Caribou, uh, it's almost like an open invitation to uh, anybody in chat who wants to jump in and uh, say hi, and um, you're always welcome. You guys want me to post up the link in there, see if we can get someone else to come say hi? On Sunday, I mean, we had a few people already drop out. That's already part of the group. There's some room. Yeah, well, let's do it. Let's do it. Because what, uh, what I was mentioning earlier is uh, at the end of that, uh, or one point during that Headbongers Bull show we did yesterday, I was able to uh, leave the um, thing and uh, hand the controls over to someone. I've got a bit of an adventure. I'm going to go on in a bit here. I'm going to take uh, the girlfriend and the kids. We're going to go check out an old amethyst mine uh, that's in the area about an hour, hour and a half away. But cool. if you fellas, uh, folks would like to continue bullshitting as I go out about that, that'd be all right. There was there we some go. Yeah, I totally <laughs> raided your chats on your headbangers. Thing yesterday, I was just in there for the first hour, just running my mouth in the chat. Okay, just like uh, any time that uh, you're on the Caribou show here. Yeah. Uh, Except I just wasn't on camera. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no, chat, chat, I don't go too. If anyone else wants to jump on? All right, Dritz. Uh, I gotta go as well. So see everybody see later. Have a good day, all. All right. Love you, Dritz. Bye. My pro officer just called in. He's not coming today, so I can Aww. smoke it. You're welcome. I did that for you. Now I can crack some jars and everything. Congrats. Hey, so, so here's a good one. Keeper was just asking uh, how long we dry gummies for. So I'm going to start off by this one saying that I am not the person to ask. I have only just now finally made what I feel is my first successful batch of gummies. Finally what did that last night. What was the question? Uh, how long we let them dry for? What do you mean, gummies? Yeah, yeah, you let them set, let them dry, you know, before you... you throw them in the fridge for 25 minutes and pull them out. See, I put mine I put mine in the fridge for 
almost two hours last night Fuck. before they, they really felt like they had shut all the way through. See, and, are you adding honey? I'm are not. you adding No, add I, honey. Add a goddamn I, I, Add it. So listen. The guy, you it'll, 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 it'll square everything right off, dude. I swear to God. So I, uh, I tried the batch right before this. I fucked up so bad. It was so funny, dude. Like, literally, the oil never, like, set with the rest of it. When so you had you had it at the, at, the, at the top, right? Yeah, yeah. That I was like, I was like, man, yep. what the fuck's wrong with these? My gummies aren't set. And, and I took it over to the sink and I poured it. And it was just all oil came right off. I was like, oh, what the fuck? You got to whisk yeah. longer. Believe it or not, you got to whisk that shit. Like, with a whisk, you got to be there for fucking five minutes whisking the um, okay. the nox oh, and the freaking gelatin. As soon as that's fully like really whisked, just take the freaking uh honey bottle or whatever or at least like a tablespoon or whatever and just squeeze the freaking honey into the thing and then mix it while it's still warm real quick and then pour it out and then into your molds put it in your fridge for like i set a timer dude because i'm real anal about how yes. the texture i want because i'm basically locking the firmness into it and i'm looking for a more gummier gummier than like actually chewing the shit out of like gelatin you know so i, I like a softer gummy so i set my shit to 25 minutes in the fridge and pull them out and like mine are like what, what what's that big uh gummy company there that with the bears uh haribo or whatever dude like the soft ones that's that's how mine come out but it wasn't until i added the honey and into that everything just bonded perfectly unless you are using legitin i believe which is the most the because the, the honey kind of works as an emulsifier what I can tell, but it got rid of the oil separation because I was battling that. I was even lowering my oil amount to figure out wh what was going wrong, and it's because I started trying moving too quick and I wasn't whisking long enough during the mixture. Like you really, that's why they tell you to do it for five minutes. Like you really gotta. Whisk I, do, I do a ten minutes profit. I go ten minutes. You, whisking is key. You, it's it's all about getting that shit to blend. And then, when, like I said, when you add the honey, ask Johnny. Once you add the honey, it just, that was it. That was the missing ingredient as far as I'm concerned. Well, I've done a couple different runs. I'm, I'm kind of new to the whole trying to make the gummies thing. So I've only got like maybe five runs under my belt. I'm so I obsessive. Did, I, I did two or three that came out like, like just really. And then I did a couple that came out good. Uh, and I did add some honey to it as for years, but then yesterday or the day before yesterday, when I tried to make those ones, so instead of water, I tried to use some cranberry juice, you know, to substitute instead of my water. I put in uh, probably way too much honey, and then uh, and then I added a little bit extra oil to it. it, but for some reason, it felt like the oil just never even emulsified with the cranberry juice what's so, your ratio of like say one box of gelatin one box and ox how okay, much do so you use how much so oil I, you use, I use six ounces of gelatin for this last one i did and I'm, I'm okay with this last one i used six ounces of gelatin um it was it was sonic cherry limeade flavored and let me tell you what that's it's goddamn delicious. 
uh, and then it was three packs of Anox, a uh, quarter four. of water. I don't, I didn't like it with four. With four, yeah, okay. they were too okay. hard. Okay. So I, I wanted them a little bit softer. So I knocked down off, and I used uh, three packs, or yeah, three packs of Anox, and then a quarter cup of water, and uh, or no, half cup of water and quarter cup of oil. All right, now. And a, and a half a teaspoon of less. And and how and that and that didn't bond. No, it didn't See, bond for some reason. So I every time I used water instead of juice, I was having that issue too, because oh no, the it was the juice that it was the juice one that didn't bond. Oh, it was the juice one was it a hundred percent juice? Yeah. Did how long? All right. So my next question is gonna be how long did you whisk it for? And oh, in, for like a while, like I really? really thought I was, it was the whole time I was making it, I really thought I was nailing it until I went to go pour it out. And when it poured out, it poured out way too like liquidy for way too long. Hey, huh. hey, and Fluff. I knew I, Fluff, in the first, in the first 45 seconds after you got everything in there and you're doing the whisking, you could feel right then and there, you'll start to feel it, start to thick it up. If, if, if you could feel that thicken up, you know, you're good. If you don't feel it thicken up, man, you're gonna fucking hold on to your pants and and worry that it that it's gonna take. That's my experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you mixing the water and the oil together? Believe it or not, I know oil, oil oh, and oil don't, don't mix. Don't I don't use no water. Or the right? juice. The, uh, or the juice. Are you mixing? Yeah. Are you mi- whisking that uh, for a few minutes before you start adding your gelatin and shit? Like you, yeah, I go. Yeah. I, I I wait till it gets all melted down and then I whisk it for. 45 seconds to a minute before I before I start dumping in and then while I'm dumping in I go real slow and I keep and I'll See, keep I go going. I go Nox uh, the juice oil mix that together a bit add the Nox per package I mix each per each package thoroughly before I move to the next one and then I add the big pile of fucking the gelatin mixed all that make sure that's all blended up pulling everything off the walls and you know, making sure it's in there, and then I add, add the honey, and then I go right to the to the mold, man. So I have um, I've noticed. So what I did that one time when it separated that I did different than every time was. and lecithin together in the pot and then turn the heat on and then start whisking until that son of a bitch was all good and together and that to me everything came together real nice there was something about putting it in that cold oil water mixture that worked better than putting it in that hot oil water so i don't know if anybody has anything to say on that one but i thought that was interesting you you're adding the lecithin after or like would right when you're making the gummies? No, he said it when it's cold. The when the water's cold in the pan, oh, right? Yeah, when, yeah, That's when I you mix it. In, so I'll put the water in, I'll put the oil in, then I'll put the less in. I mean, that does kind of make sense because believe it or not, if you read the Jello pack, it says to add cold water <laughs> to do it. But you know, I don't. I just so I like mean, I, I put the less in when I'm infusing my oil. Yeah, so I don't understand why you do that. So then it's ready to go. I don't have to add it later. See, I don't. I don't do that either, Fluffy. I don't, I don't even do it. Work that way, 
because I don't. Yeah, the coconut oil itself is a bonder, and you don't need an emulsifier to add to a bonder unless you're trying to emulsify two things that can't be bonded. Does that make sense? So if you wanted to take two things that wouldn't normally blend and you wanted to that make them blend on like the molecular level so they don't separate, that's when you would add like an emulsifier such as lecithin, vegetable glycerin, something of that nature. That's what that's for. The, the transferring of THC to the coconut oil or butter doesn't need that. So if you took your coconut oil and you stick it in honey and you did it, and you heat it up and you whipped it, it'd be beautifully blended and it would never separate. So if that's a type of like, I guess it all depends on what you're going to do your your, coke, your oils with, you know, if that's your idea, then you, if you have plans on mixing it with stuff that needs to be blended, then yeah, you're all set to go. But if you're, set, if you're making, you know, brownies or, or, or you know, edibles, I, I don't think you need it. I mean, just being like Jello. I mean, gummies, for example. I don't know. Gummy, I, you, you don't need it. Like I don't understand it, but if you don't, like, I just don't understand. It's just one less step later. No, because you don't add. You had not. You add gelatin and Jello. That's the that that's the, the in place of the lecithin that's going on. Right, but then why do you get? Even even still, why do people get the the film on top? Is it just because they're not whisking long enough? Because see, I've gotten I've like gummies that have been super aerated. Because someone's been whisking it, but that's it's clearly oil on top and jello on the bottom. Sam, I I never I mine never get that uh, film unless I'm using a uh uh. uh like a clear pink flavor or something, then I'll start, I could see that film. But other than that, mine, mine don't get that film. And, and I use the coconut oil and I, I whisk like crazy. I, I, I go, my recipe, you know, prophet said, go five minutes. I, I go, I go anywhere to 10 to 15 minutes of a constant whisking. I, I think, I think it has something to do with that whisking and that mixing and that I'm a firm believer. Plus it's good physical therapy. Like I'm just I'm just saying if I am making the oil for the purpose of you know like you say combining it with something that it needs to be combined with then I don't see a problem with adding the emulsifier before. So I I don't know. Um, if I don't know either. I've like it's read something. something somewhere saying that when you actually want to incorporate water and oil with lecithin that it's better to put it together. So you put the actual lecithin on the oil that's in the water while it's cold. Yeah. I've read that somewhere for some reason, they say that's the best use of it in that one thing I read that one time on the So See, I, that's we, what I read too. So I took it to be, you put it in when you're making your oil. I mean, I, I yes, don't do it every time, but it, you know, I'm going to be honest. I can't speak for the way that you speak, you're talking about because I've never done it. So, I mean, you could be, you could be onto something, you know, or you could be not. Yeah, I don't you know. could be, right. I, I don't know. I've never done it that way. Obviously, it's working right, right? Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it works for you, bro, then. I will say this. It made the, the oil really, um, like, really smooth. 
that makes sense? Yeah. Like uh, it's bl- like blended, like a yeah, smooth. Like oil, right? Yeah. Like the oil is already you know nice and. It's like a silk to it, I guess you could say. A nice cream. A nice so cream. cream. Yeah, exactly. I heard recently uh, somebody in chat was using uh, RSO uh, in their gummies. Uh, is there any secrets to that or anybody had any experience with that? I wish I was able to play with some of that. I That's wish. I've done that a lot of times. My go-to for that was like, I'd go to the grocery store, like the save on foods we have here and buy a tub of uh, like five cent candies, like Coke bottles was one of the ones that worked really good. You melt those down. And then I put anywhere from two to eight grams of uh, RSO in that. And, you know, I had the neighbor calling me. I was making all these batches that at one point I had the neighbor calling me thinking his wife was going to die because she got all fucked up and then that was when I stopped giving my gummies to people because I, I've got a better tolerance than some and I have no intention of like you know having people all scared that they're they're just too high you know people can't necessarily handle it but yeah, yeah been, RSO, I've, I've been, RSO absolutely works in gummies uh in edibles for stuff like that yeah I mean really it, it works in anything uh if you want to die add RSO to like just about anything. Uh, so whatever you're cooking, wherever you find your fat content, mix your RSO in with your fat content. And there you go. You just infused RSO in your food. Hey, this is, it's really as simple as that. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're going to cook with uh, olive oil, just drop, you know, that olive oil down in the pot, stir in that RSO when it's all good and incorporated, you have infused olive oil that's ready to go, you know, and then throw your food on and, away you go yeah it's uh typically actually my because i don't i'm too cheap to go out and buy capsules uh to put rso and stuff like that in so what i'll do is i'll take these veggie thin crackers that you can get at the store and then i'll just put a big fat gob on there fold it in half kind of like a sandwich and then just down the hatch with a shot of water that way you don't get the uh everything sticking to the side of your mouth or whatever I like what Lobster was saying with his gummy. He puts that mold inhibitor in there uh, because I've, I've heard of people's uh, gummies molding up from not properly storing them and stuff like that. What's happening with? So I think uh, there's two things, right? Uh, you use it for like candy. Uh, usually you find it like this, but uh, citric acid will help also. Uh, you can put a little citric acid in with your gummies and that'll actually give it like shelf life because that's a preservative. Uh, in the mold inhibitor, that actually, that might actually be the citric acid, but it could be the potassium sorbate. Yeah, that's all. You kind of can find that stuff right in your canning aisles. A lot of that's used for making jams and jellies and stuff. I want to that say hi. I want to say hi to Abolished. Uh, he's going to be our guest uh, on an upcoming Tuesday. When when is that, Bees? That's going to be for. Our 420 show, and we're give we're gonna give away some seeds, some clippers, and some bags. Who's on that show? Abolish from the Michigan Bros Grow Show. Yep, I'm super excited to talk fish tanks with him. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I, Thanks, I've been yeah, I've been looking at fish tanks lately. That's gonna be my next little project is to get one. Um, when I moved to this new place I'm at, I gave up fish fish keeping but i was a i was a avid fish keeper myself for quite a few years so i'm a little excited about it. 
right on, right on. And I know caribou. Uh, oh, I'm trying to point at caribou going the wrong way. Well, anyway, here. You're pointing here. in the right direction on my screen, Rick. So it's all good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the caribou's a fish lover as well. And uh, I do have a, a, a question. These goldfish, they're out of here. As soon as the ice, uh, now the question is, do I have to wait much longer after the ice goes off the pond before I can throw them in there? You want to acclimate them to that temperature. I would start making- uh, You would have been better off them. leaving them outside. <laughs> yeah, you would have been, but- Oh, I've only, my pond's only about 18 inches deep and uh, it would have frozen oh, solid. So yeah, so once the water warms up somewhere equivalent to whatever your inside ambient temperature, you should be fine. Okay, yeah. It's going, they're going with the house. Uh, I decided to put them into the, the custody battle and uh, no more goldfish. <laughs> oh, yeah, but where you told me you're probably going to be living, you're going to be freaking playing with a hell of a lot bigger fish than that, like salmon and halibut and stuff like that, man. It's going to be just right down the street from you. Quite honestly, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's a place, if you want to Google it, it's called uh, Powell River which is uh, on the coast, but uh, it's on the coast, obviously the ocean. Uh, we've got Vancouver Island between us and the, uh, the major part of the Pacific. Uh, but within a stone's throw, uh, we have lakes as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm really excited and, and uh, a much more moderate climate than uh, we, uh, we sh uh, have in the caribou. So yeah, there's a, a lot of, uh, it'll be an adventure, that's for damn sure. I didn't even think of that till now. You're never gonna see snow again, you bugger. Fuck. I'll be up here fucking slugging this through chainsaw through waist deep snow, swearing and cursing. Rick, you goddamn. Is, is Rick going to Canada's version of Florida? Um, quite frankly, the we don't really have a florida version but we do have an interesting uh, part in the southern part of vancouver island that um uh has got an, a really incredible uh um climate uh, very it's almost uh it's almost like tropical uh i was uh, just saying are you going to where all the old people go to retire in canada are you saying are, are you asking me if he's going to a home I, uh, kind of. I'm, I'm trying to get there, but apparently it just all just flopped flat, and now I'm just... I'm I'm sorry, wait, wait, it's not the adoption. I never said it. I'm going to go over there and help take care of him, man. And then adopt me, man. What's up? Yeah, no, no. It's just, it, like I said, yeah, it's... trying to get adopted. Yeah, nobody wants me. Nah. I, I asked the old lady, but she said we already have a kid that's old enough. I can't bring another one in. <laughs> I totally get it. It would be your first mistake. <laughs> Guys, is uh, anybody noticed if Ziggy's garden is in the chat today? I haven't seen I have not seen Ziggy. Okay, because uh, they just hit me up a uh, DM on Cannabis asking about Charlotte's Web, uh, where I got the seeds and whatnot and wondering about how to get some. I got those seeds from the Pacific Seed Bank, I believe. You can look them up online, and I believe they do ship to the States. Um, if you don't want to pay for seeds and you're interested in a cross, I'm going to have some Charlotte's web that I crossed with that violator, uh, cross I was working on. Those are, those should be dried up and ready to go. I just got to drive to where they're at to get my hands on them. 
and then fluff you'll be getting a bunch of those sent down you're the first person in line for those as is uh sam and the hurt and albertan and we'll get some out to dpo too and uh rick because you guys are the ones that have been talking to me most about cbd so uh i would love for you guys to do some testing for me uh, yeah i actually uh, uh, go ahead i was just gonna say i uh popped two of uh hypotheticals um canicos uh, yesterday so i'm gonna be throwing those in some five gals and throwing those up under some lights here in a couple of days so uh yeah i'm excited for those while i decide what i'm gonna do on the next run yeah i got a couple weeks left on uh, my hashing dots that I got from him, and then uh, my CBDs of his just popped its first set of tree leaves, so it's going, it's looking good. So oh, yeah. excited about that! I'm super stoked. Actually, that 50-gallon uh, no-till that I made up, cover crops start to come up, but I uh, I threw in those uh, Valley Girl CBDs that Mr. Rods had sent my way. So hopefully they freaking pop because I forgot where I, I didn't mark them when I put them in there. So I have no idea where I actually put them in that big ass pot. So uh, I'll never know if they come up, if they don't. I'm hoping one does because I'd like to either get like a stud male or a real good pheno of a female. So. Well, we still got one, but... I also yeah, um CBD seeds uh, coming down to you. There's uh, those Freedom Dream um, seeds that uh, the Hurt and Albertan sent this way. So there's shit. And oh, nuclear cherries. Don Miller sent me some nuclear cherries, uh, CBD fems. So shit, man, there's going to be a whole lot of good, interesting stuff because uh, get some of those. Yeah, because you're going to have like the Charlotte's Web, the um, nuclear cherries, right? Those are all fems. And then we'll get you some a bunch of uh, regs to cross around with you know, with the stuff you already got. Yeah. yeah. God damn, Shifu fluffy kids, you're gonna be the CBD guru. Yeah, I want to so see that. Freak show. That's I know. I want to make a CBD freak show. So yeah, that's what, that's what I was hinting. That's what I was trying to hint at. <laughs> okay, so okay, I, I, I'm gonna talk about the freak show for yeah, a second. That's a freaky plant, man. It's on air. <laughs> you can throw that. So bushes out front. I got a message from my uh, or a couple pictures from the guy that's holding them for me. And he um, like, basically they went into bloom and I'm just like, fuck, I, I'm guessing because they're not enough light is what's triggering them. So anyways, I got these plants that are blooming on me and I was, I'm thinking about throwing them in that uh, tent that I have set up already and just pollinating the fuck out of everything in there with that freak show mail. Because while there is other freak show um, stuff in there, I, I just it's, it might be easier just for me to pollinate everything, have those seeds, and just start everything fresh with a new all new genetics in the future. Because it's just it's a, it's getting to be a headache with not like I, I, I'm four hours away and I got stuff going into bloom that is shouldn't be going into bloom, and that that causes me a great deal of stress, right? So if I just pollinate everything, because I was with all the clones I took off, everything in those tents right now, I was going to pollinate those clones with the freak show. So I might as well, I could just say, cut it a loss, pollinate the fuck out of all those Arise, the Purple Punch. There's a Charlotte's Web that'll be pollinated in there. Um, I feel like there's something else. And, right? and all and that would be pollinated with that freak show? And along, yes. with, some, uh, along with some other female freak shows, like you're going to back, back pollinate it to itself? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd right. be cool to see what comes out of that, man. If you get like some freaky purple, crazy like purple pheno of, of like with the freak show mutations, that'd be suspicious. Yeah. Well, think about, uh, so we've, we, we've all been hearing about a rise, right? That, that's like one of the hot shits on the market right now. Uh, it's been tested over 35%. What if I can take, uh, what, if, what if when I pollinate this together, if I can get something that looks like freak show, but it kicks your ass like a rise does, right? Man, there could like stealth growing. I've been talking about this for a few show now. It's like- The this thing looks like a fern, know, man. And that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, that looks- nothing like a cannabis plant growing and i was like you could put that like in your front yard for the longest time until it starts flowering but it's absolutely my plan with it once i get my whole get a hold of some yeah like i mean honestly well and then a, a little bit of creative um uh hiding and whatnot you could keep that nobody would even know i i think i think you could put that in your front yard potentially and let it go all the way through to bud and nobody be the wiser if i didn't see bud on that so i would have been like, i would have walked by that i would have walked by so the plant in, in the end and if we if we think about this most people they know what the cannabis leaf looks like uh and if it doesn't look any different they don't know what a flowering plant looks like they just know what one leaf looks like right so if you that has some weird fucking flowers, you know, some weird structure on it now. They don't know that's what you want. You know, most like people don't know the first clue what they're looking at. I'm also, I'm also curious that the different leaf structure, if it would produce a bigger bud or a smaller bud because of the fact that it's a different uh, coverage and absorption of photosynthesis and light, you know, well, like... Well, yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel like it lets more light through the plant. Yeah, it definitely does. It's got definitely got an interesting structure, and ferns grow like crazy. So you know, you gotta gotta wonder like this particular fern leaf structure. Does it take in light better? Does it not block the bottom of the plant as badly as like a natural cannabis plant? So that'll be fun to see. Yeah, and well, someone I I I'm not even gonna try and figure out who's who it was, but someone in uh, we were talking about this maybe on the Friday show was saying that they've tried it. It is supposed to be a pretty strong plant already. So, like, I just, I, I think they, I think the possibilities are great. So, anyways, to, yeah, to, to get back to what I was saying, I think I just might call it for what it is and have to just kind of start shutting shit down and start over fresh. And so just pollinate what I have there and take the seeds and that's going to be where we start off from. And then when I do start up again, it's going to be those freaking golden goats that I've never been able to get going. You know, I got to get to those. Shout out Hurt and Albert. And thank you so much for those. And then uh, Don Miller sent me uh, some really interesting stuff. He sent me some lemon berry, which um, Rosin Man, uh, Adam, he just, uh, he was posting up some lemon berry pictures the other day. And that shit looks like fire. So I might have to do that as well. I don't think I've seen a thing that he's posted that doesn't look like complete utter fire. And he's been passing around those garlic goats. God damn, that shit looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a talented grower. I can't wait to have him and uh, Mobius on here in a few weeks. I can't wait for every guest to get on here, man. Like, Sam's just killing it with the talent lineup. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Adam. He sent me some uh, Daddy garlics. I'm super stoked about that. 
and he also sent me a feminized lemon biscotti. That would be nice. That would be a nice uh, garden grow. So appreciate it, Adam. Grows love, buddy. Thank you. DP, is that a uh, is that a freak show growing up uh, behind your right shoulder there? Nope. Uh, I guess that's like my antlers. You know, when people shoot deers, they put the antlers up. Those are, that's my those are my plants. So. <laughs> what we're seeing is the trophy room. What's that? What's that? We're seeing your trophy room. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I got a little. I I swear. Uh, maybe I dreamt it, but I thought I I, or maybe I did see it on another another video. But I I thought of something that uh, you know for a tent that may or may not work. You know those little tea lights. I don't know how long they burn, but would they not be helpful in a in a in a tent? Uh, I mean, there's a safety factor and and the the wind factor, but if you put them in a strategic area and they didn't burn more than uh, your daylight hours, would it uh, would it have any effect or be, be positive? Or have a candelabra inside your tent? I don't. I don't. I, don't, I think that'd be the best idea. It sounds like starting a, uh, a candle. What? It's just a little. I think they're called tea lights, and I don't know. People put them in potpourri, and so it's just a little. Oh, nice. I know what you're talking it. about. I in in your grow room. Yeah. If you yeah, you'd, one you'd in, really be better off buying a little mushroom bag, letting a mushroom bag uh, run in there, and then afterwards you can just let that break down into your soil or compost. So. Yeah, yeah, and and I think they actually make some of them even grow like like rhinocene or uh, uh, other stuff in them where it's an edible mushroom inside of them. I think. So hold me to that. Okay, okay, we'll let that one go. Rick, so. to answer your question, yes, a tea light would help a little bit. However, I think the mushroom bag would definitely be the better option there. Also, it's just a safety feature of like. I don't know how I could possibly set up my tent in such a way that I could burn tea lights one yeah. consistently enough because they don't burn for 18 hours. They burn for like one hour, maybe, maybe 30 minutes, an hour. Um, and then, uh, and, and even then it's just a matter of, I'm going to burn a tea light and then walk away from my grow. <laughs> That's already got like electrical and water mixing in too close of a region for like my true mindset to be okay with it. And then I'm adding in like, oh yeah, let me open flame here and then walk away Perfect. from it. Uh, it, it just seems chaos, like, can you be. maybe, but should you? Hard no. Hard no. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a baller says uh, these bags. Uh, anybody familiar with that? D D E E Z B A G S. These bags. I, I know the micro. Have a douchebag. I don't know. Your Canadian is showing there, Rick. <laughs> Your Canadian is showing. You said Z. Going down. Z. Hey, ye motherfucking ha said just activate a case of hot hands hand warmers. What are those release? Is that releasing? To, to create the heat. Anybody know? Uh, I mean, what is it? What is 
what makes the heat when you put them in the, I don't know. Thermite. I'm only kidding. I'm wondering if it was a smart ass comment. I'd see kerosene in myself. That heat is just a bad idea. A little safer than fire, though. Don't they have those CO2 burners? Don't they have like a fire? Like Rick it, Abala said, Abala said those these bags are a mushroom product bag from machine. Oh, you took like the, the micro bags that you bake, you kind of break up or whatever. Is that what he's talking about? I think we yeah. were talking about those before. I'm actually, uh, the guys in the chat, they started talking about, uh, I'm, I'm going to buy one this round, I think. You're going to try one of them? I've done one before. And, you know, I didn't, you know, I was, it was in the beginning. So, like, I got to do one, one grow, but then, you know, the next grow was a totally different set of strains and I didn't get a bag. So like for me to be able to truly tell if I saw a difference, I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't be a reliable person to tell you that. So I might as well check it out. I've been growing the same strains for a little while. I got my average down for, you know, what I yield. So just go, I'll throw one of those in there. And if it increases, then obviously something's going on. They're not that expensive. Thirty bucks. They last quite a while, if I remember correctly. Actually, Abolish was just talking about how his he breaks it up and it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. if I could, yeah, if I could yeah, figure out how to punch, punch that thing, man. I remember punching that thing on the, on my basement floor to freaking break it up after a while. He's correct. Yeah, I was wondering. I'd, I'd like to see how it would is like make my own bags like that and then i would just recycle it all back into you know my soil or my worm bin and all that anyway so it'd be neat to be able to make just haven't had the motivation to figure well you just got to figure out what they put in it and they just do it i mean you're already playing well, with most exactly. of everything anyway you know right i got most of the stuff here i just got to yeah. figure out what i need to put together to make it from mushrooms instead of So quick question on that, um, with anybody with experience with it, the missus is a herbalist and wants to get into growing some of the uh, more medicinal mushrooms. And I was wondering for like an area of the house, I've already got a grow room set up. Um, could I just drop my mushroom stuff like between my two tents or does it need like a special light source? Like I haven't done mushrooms. I have zero experience on it. Uh, you shouldn't need a light. It's not super important. I mean, it's, uh, I've heard people say they like a light because they think it gives the mushrooms a direction to grow, uh, which I don't know. That's, I mean, I feel like they're just going to grow, you know. Mushrooms grow in the dark too, don't they? Like, yeah, real really dark. Okay. That's what I mean. Like, the light isn't, isn't really, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can I find out for you, Hype. I got a friend that that does it, you know, I've been trying to drag him on, but I mean, I could actually find out, he, he's, he's, he sent me quite a few samples, they were pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just thinking about, like, if can, I could just you, throw the uh, Sacred 3 kit or two in there, 
Dude, he's got them in totes. He's got them in totes or whatever. Well, and he's got them stacked. He's got three totes stacked on a shelf that's, I believe, right next to his bro tent. So, I mean, yeah. as long as you're clean and, you know, orderly about it, I, I think you could probably do it. But I've never grown them. I just I see the setup, you know. But I think uh, I think the thing is, you can you can throw one of those either like in between your tent if your environment's right, or you can put it in your tent if the environment's right. Like the light either doesn't hurt nor does it hinder it, right? So I think you just put it wherever the environment's correct, and whether it's got the light or not, who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. Exactly. If, it would be, if my understanding of it's correct, because your container is going okay. to keep the environment exactly how you want it. I mean, you can really put it wherever you know obviously not out whatever not there's got to be a reason for people adding the light i mean yeah maybe maybe, like, well, no, I think, maybe I think it adds that brown look to the top like all, i think a lot of people are just putting it in their tents because it creates the extra co2 okay why not yeah. so put it in your tent you know what i mean i think right all i all i used was like a yeah that's my thought I can get back to you on that though, because he's basically doing what you're thinking. So I can find out what he's doing exactly, and I'll let you know. Height, or maybe I'll just connect you to him because he is on Cannabuzz, and I'll just be like, "Yo, talk to him." <laughs> That'd be convenient. Yeah, I can I can take care of that. I appreciate that. Yeah, get back to me on that, um, or connect us, whichever, um, whatever he's comfortable with. But um, yep. Yeah. I have to get back to work, though. <laughs> I appreciate. Hey, hi! Check out that uh, check out that in YouTube chat. I've always said look into Martha setup. Look into a Martha setup. I don't know what it is, but he said look into that. So keep that in mind. Well, guys, I've met my limit. My kids are absolutely losing their minds. I got to go referee. I'll see you guys later. Have a wonderful day and beautiful Sunday. We'll see. <laughs> catch you guys on the flip side. I got it, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'll never get this shit. You almost got it, Rick. There you go. <laughs> I was watching you throwing up your gang signs, your Canadian gang signs. Funny one looked like a heart, but hey. <laughs> uh, not even close. Uh, but I gotta imagine uh, how gangster that fucking that gang must be. That Rick. Uh, I gotta, we gotta do a drive by, eh? Let's get our snowmobiles. Uh, that brought that bad memory when you said that. But anyways, uh, I gotta go, fellas. And uh, it's been a great morning. And uh, I. Uh, want to say it's been a lot of fun and uh we'll look forward to seeing you guys again later rick thanks, rick rose love bud thanks again for the tour yesterday my pleasure man i'm upset i missed it because that's a spectacular view it's great okay. day right? next sunday oh uh, uh, yeah Airboat sunday at uh, 5 45 it'll be a private uh, viewing and and um Refreshment. Well, we got a Tuesday and a Friday to deal with before then, so uh, have a great day, fellas. You know, I wanted to mention that we lost Johnny. 
Did anybody notice that? We lost Johnny. Like, he just... Yeah. I always know that. He, he went over to chat. He was sick of talking to us. He decided to go talk to chat. I didn't see him in chat, though. Did, did you see him? I think the mushy's yeah, too in there now. Yeah. Oh, okay. It took him a little while to get in there. Making sure he's not being a chat terrorist and deleting messages without even knowing how. <laughs> that was crazy. He was deleting people's posts without even knowing. So it looks like at least some people in here know how to grow some mushrooms. Some yeah, it is definitely. Because uh, I've, I've seen the people that follow us. I've seen what they do. You know, some of them in that yeah. Shumari, uh thing. Yeah, I just never got into it. I don't. I would. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably grow eating mushrooms. But that's about it. I just. Uh, I'm happy with being able to do cannabis, so I'm just not gonna push my luck. You know, maybe if I didn't have any kids, that'd be one thing. I just yeah. looked up and there was only four screens. That's crazy. I'll do that. Hey guys, uh, so here's the decision. I gotta get going and get ready for this uh, trip I'm going on. I figured out how I can leave this, uh, leave the chat, and you guys can still keep it going. If you want to keep chatting, we can definitely do that, or just rather shut it down for the day. Uh, I better get going too. You know, do it though. I got work to do. I should probably do something in reality. <laughs> I think I it's, it's just they knew that I was going to put profit in charge and they were like, no. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that shit. They're like, no, this shit's going to go wacky. It's gonna That's go the way it is. Anytime I can't do it, profit's in charge. I, I just. This stuff, it might That's get lucky real quick. That's where that executive decision went to, huh? Yeah. Well, it's just, I, I look at it, it's just, uh, yeah, because you know, it's not, it's going to be different than if I was running the show. So it's, uh, <laughs> I do my best not to get too crazy. Hey, man, you, I, you do great. I, I love having you on here. You've been like fucking a great addition. Appreciate yeah. it. Everyone loves it. Okay, hey, guys. You should let me on it, man. I'd start fan hammering, motherfucker. It, I'd run it, run it like a goddamn tiger. <laughs> Everybody be on mute. And it'd be like a fun. It'd be the fun. That's right. None of you people can have fun with me. I still want Fluffy to do his episode about soil. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Actually, what weren't we thinking about doing like actually just maybe a pre-recorded version of that? Yeah, I just that way we can kind of get rid of all the fucked up nonsense that we we, we I mean if it's gonna be like that, he can do fucking like the fluffy diaries. All organics, you know. I mean he knows a lot about that shit and um I think it'd be kind of cool. I love, I mean, I call him all the fucking time. I'm sure he's tired of me fucking calling him all the time. I called him the other night. He's he's like, dude, I'm with my fucking wife watching TV. What are you doing? I was like, oh, yeah, you got a family and shit. <laughs> you need my number, man? You can call me if you want. I don't know shit about the organic soil building, but I'll bullshit with you. I think it's great. I get calls from you guys all the time. And it's just like, he gave me the best one. He calls me at like right 9 o'clock. I'm sitting there chilling. We're watching something stupid on TV. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I was just sitting here chilling, watching TV with the wife. No big deal. You know, I was going to continue talking. He's like, oh, yeah. He goes, Fuck, sometimes I forget, you know, you have a life. And then he just, like, deuces out on me. Like, okay, bye. I don't know. I, my brain works really fast. It's one thing, and then I'm <laughs> next. Oh, excellent picture, uh, GP, that you sent last night while you were at work. What's you, that? <laughs> oh, that one? <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Wasn't it? It was Max. Yeah, everybody was talking. Like an eyes are just like this fucking big. I yeah, just done like a huge blinker off my fucking pen. I was coughing to death and had to open my eyes. Okay, guys, we'll shut her down here and uh, we'll see everybody Tuesday. We got Jesse Martini coming up. It's going to be one hell of a show. If you're not already following him on Cannabis, get out there and give him a follow. Um, and yeah, you're going to learn all about him uh, just a couple days from now. And yeah, everybody in chat, we love you. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Another great time. Great. Oh, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye, right, guys. Out, everyone. Hit the like button before y'all sign off. Bye. Right. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Hit the like button. Isn't it hey. nice having Indicabita back to actually say that for us? It's just not the same when everyone else says it. Grizz is stepping it up too. Yeah. Oh my God, we're doing it. We're doing it to ourselves. We remember, like, we were discussing this with my family. Since we're all doing it, I got So, I was at Pineapple Express when he's like, God, I fucking hate lingerers. <laughs> I can't fucking say goodbye. Because we don't want to go, but we got to go. All right. Bye, guys.